from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we have Sean and Daniel here from A Smashing Theory to talk about Street Fighter VI. Woo! Not even Katamari can pull me away from Zelda. And Zelda too. Survivalist, heroic as a tiger is. Earn my stripes because you know I'm doing or die with this. Journey started young, super hard headed. Call me crazy, but you is not my psychiatrist. Been through a lifetime of strife and struggling. Be the best, that's my covenant. And I'ma live forever, that's my legacy. Greatest of all time, that's what they gon' label me. Put in work, I did my part. They like, keep on going because you got hard. They know that. I'm non-stop, I keep on pushing forward Highly motivated, they try to say I'm overrated If you from where I'm from, you're not supposed to make it The opportunities arise, so I gotta take it Too many people in my corner, so I gotta make it I'm in it for the love of winning, spite of all the hatred They gon' say what they gon' say regardless Not afraid to feel uh, Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 374 Your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about non-Tendo things But you know what, it's Street Fighter, <laughs> so it's close enough, damn it But uh, we are your hosts I'm Trey is Elite Johnson. I'm John Ibera Butt Knitter. That will make sense later. <laughs> we have special guests this week. I'm Daniel Grappling Fever Thorison. And I'm Sean and I'm Sean Francis. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel and Sean, so nice to so nice to see you again. Smashing Theory. You've been on our show before. Yeah, great to be back. Yeah, a few Welcome times. Back. Should I still say that? Because isn't the show like kind of it, it's been retired for a minute? Yeah, it ended like a year ago because there's mm-hmm. There's no more Smash stuff to predict, at least for now. Um, it is what we're best known for, though, in the same way that, like, when you see somebody who was on Star Trek The Next Generations, you kind of go, oh, that's a guy who was on Star Trek The Next Generations. Yeah. Even though it's over. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, oh, they, oh yeah, that's Picard. Or, right, exactly. Or or that's Charles Was Xavier. he ever confirmed for Smash? Or no? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they got around right. to it. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that came up. I think pa- Patrick Stewart did some other things <laughs> other than just <laughs> <Yeah>. Next Generation. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. He he had he had a decent. We will say he had a decent career. Yeah. he did okay. Yeah, he did all right. He you know he did fine. <laughs> he had that show Blunt Talk. Did you ever watch that? That show was fun. No, it's like a comedy no. show that was on. It was on HBO or Showtime or one of those. It was it was an old show, but it was funny. I do like how deceptively good Patrick Stewart is at being funny because yes. I feel I feel like the last like 20 like years of his career has been like very like you know he's known for playing very like stoic like straight man characters mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then like and then you'll see him like offset and he'll just be a, a, an adorable like goofy old man and I really appreciate that I, I just remember that picture of him dressed as a lobster in like in a, in a bathtub <laughs> did you ever see that like that, that was that was that's like, vaguely coming to me. It was yeah. like his picture on IMDb for a while, where he's like in a lobster costume in a bathtub, and I was like, "It's like he's amazing." <laughs> <laughs> it's just all about just just being being silly, and I like that. We should mention Jeremy's out this week. He'll be back next week. Oh yeah, Jeremy had a, had an emergent had like a shotgun wedding that he had to go to. Not not his. <laughs> But yeah, he had he had, a, he had an immediate thing that where he's not available, unfortunately. But yeah, congratulations, congratulations, Jeremy, miss you, man. <laughs> yes, Jeremy, Jeremy's friend. That's kidding. Well, also he he is getting married later, so sometime yeah. in the future. Sure. Tell so since Smashing Theory isn't there anymore, like uh, you guys still have stuff, right? Well, I know I know you have. I watch your streaming whenever I can. 
Yeah, I've uh, noticed Daniel. that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I try to um, pop on. Well, I mean, you know, I don't watch. I don't watch streaming that much, but I, you know, I have. I follow you on there, and whenever you're playing stuff that I'm interested in, I like to hop in and say say hello and all that. No, that's super appreciated. Yeah. So yeah, um, we uh, a smashing theory is uh is you know part of a blanket that Sean and I call the beep boop group, um, and we still we still have our beep boop group Patreon active where we put content up on it every month. Um, patreon.com slash beep boop group um so basically if you uh if you give us a dollar a month then you get our monthly podcast called beep boop soup where we take uh prompts from our patrons um which are basically just questions that they ask us like uh what's your favorite vegetable uh what would you do if you were in charge of the banjo kazooie franchise um, and then we mix all of our answers together into like a creative exercise at the end. The questions the are soup. usually a little more interesting than what's your favorite vegetable. Just to be clear, <laughs> you know, usually our patrons come up with some good stuff. How interesting the question is, is up to you. If you give That's us true. a dollar. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we still do that every month and outside of Patreon, um, I am streaming uh, three days a week on a, yeah. on twitch.tv slash T-H-O-R-E-S-Z. And Sean, uh, when I beg him, occasionally shows up uh, and That's true. Does, does a stream with me. Yeah, I recently was on there for we we did a series called Road to Mystery, which yeah. we've done in years past, where uh, Daniel, in, in attempting to sort of bone up for the mystery tournament at combo breaker where you play a completely random fighting game for every new opponent you fight um we just played a bunch of weird fighting games over the course of several streams um so uh you know there's there's vods if you yeah that there's vods but yeah yeah uh, oh yeah no, i also have a youtube vod channel which true. is yeah you youtube.com slash t-h-o-r-e-s-z <laughs> I think you, you probably just I'm sure if you YouTube Thor as you know, you'll show up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm but uh, yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm usually in the chat uh, up until a certain point, And then it's Betty by time because I'm an old man. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's, that's what we've been up to. up to lately. We've we've had ideas for other podcasts, uh, but none, nothing's taken off yet. Um, this. Yeah. yeah, this is this is kind of what we got going on for now. Our would, next to smashing theory has not yet materialized. Yeah, I, I, w- I was hoping that you were going to tell me that you're uh, that you're starting street street theory or something like that. Uh, <laughs> oh man, street, nah, street that, fighter theory. Yeah, that that would be fun. But we'd have like, <laughs> you know, we we already know like the first season of DLC. So <laughs> yeah. be us oh, like, hey, let's uh, who's hey, going to be in street fighter? Street Ken? Theory. Uh, that's Daniel. <laughs> I'm Sean. Let's let's talk about what the oh, it all leaked. Did it? Uh, <laughs> I guess we could transition from there to, to Street Fighter Six, but um, hmm. I, I bought I bought Street Fighter Six. Uh, this is actually the first time I bought a non Nintendo thing like on the release date in a long time, but I thought it looked awesome. <laughs> I was very excited about it. I'd, I'm playing it on a PS4, so I'm playing the older version or whatever. Sure, but, uh, right. I mean, you guys are probably playing it on PS5. I'm sure, right? I I am. Yes. Um, I'm not playing it yet, uh, but I'm getting it this weekend, and I'll be getting it for my Steam Deck. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Does it? I've seen. I've seen the Steam Deck. Friend of the show, uh, John Wedgworth has one. Do Steam <laughs> Decks work well for fighting games? Like as far as like uh, doing the moves and all that. You know, it's funny. We uh, 
as I mentioned, we we were at uh, Combo Breaker recently, which is the biggest fighting game tournament in the Midwest. That happened uh, the weekend before last. Yeah, and, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. And uh, in addition to, you know, having like kind of uh, official setups where you can play games against each other, where the people participating in the tournament play, there's also like a, a sort of bring your own console area uh where you can just bring your own system there's like tvs to hook up to and you can play whatever weird little fighting game you have you know installed on uh, your system and there were a lot of steam decks down there Mm. um in fact there were some people who didn't even hook it up to the monitor and were just playing on the tiny little screen uh against each other so it's in that respect it's been great for fighting games at least from what i've seen okay i'm curious because uh you know, I played I played Street Fighter on like Game Boy Advance, or I played Street Fighter Four on 3DS. You know, <laughs> uh-huh. it's like, sure. but it was never it was never my ideal like way to play fighting games. And I don't, and I don't have like you know I have like maybe one fighting stick, and I don't really use it mm-hmm. like on the regular. But you know, I prefer like the regular, you know, just like a regular good D pad really for for that sort of thing. But yeah. I always felt like it's kind of hard to play it portable. I think the deck has like pretty good buttons, a pretty good D pad, but I will be playing it you know in docked mode uh on a pad basically on like a on a fight pad that i have um that's uh that's plus because if you if you want to play fighting games online it's really good to have like ethernet you know yeah. it's really good to be yes. plugged in oh sure yeah. um and so since i have the dock i'll be able to plug in and then uh and then play online with my fight pad so even though it's on a system that can be portable, <laughs> I'm probably not going to be playing it. I mean, maybe, maybe like the you know the Streets of Rage mode, whatever that mode is. World maybe, Tour. Maybe, yeah, maybe in that case. But outside <laughs> yeah. of that, I'll, Streets I'll of Rage. Don't it. don't you mean Final Fight? <laughs> Come on, wrong wrong company I, here. <laughs> I wish that some successful fighting game franchise would absorb Streets of Rage in the same way that Street Fighter has absorbed Final Fight. Uh, because right. I love that for Final Fight fans. You yeah. Know, cool the things are like carrying on for them it's it's uh, pretty in the meantime, rad. you know i'm over here with streets of rage i mean well we're getting a movie i mean streets later, of rage 4 still. there was a sequel that yeah. was good yeah yeah you know, yeah no, they I, I, I liked sor4 fine i oh I yeah and, and classics, but it was a fun but combining yeah. it with and, fighting game universe uh, bring back eternal champions sega is yeah isn't someone like that's kind of a big deal working on the streets of rage movie the John Wick director. Yeah, it was John yeah, Wick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it was like some. There was like somebody who made a who like just made like an indie horror movie. Apparently, is working on a Street Fighter movie too. Which I'm kind of like, what? It's oh, like, yeah, it's like I you make you make an A24 now. horror movie, and they're like, hey, you want Street Fighter? It's like, what? Okay. <laughs> That's a weird jump from one thing yeah, to another. Yeah, like you there. who directed a movie for this auteur uh, production house, come do Street Fighter. That's it's that, just yeah. two hours of Akuma t- chasing down Dana. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, I, I love a twenty four movies, but yeah, it's just kind of it's weird. It's like, oh yeah, no, these yeah, give them Street Fighter. It's like, okay, yeah. all right, sure, can't be worse than the first one, right? <laughs> well, you never know. Yeah, speaking of a world tour and Street Fighter and all that, I, I do I do love how like you're saying, Sean, like how yes, Street Fighter has like absorbed uh, Final Fight. In, into it and all that and i would aren't they still doing like uh are they still doing like virtual fighter games like they could they could absorb streets of rage in that maybe like isn't that a little bit more uh popular as far as um, sega properties are... virtual fighter is still kind of a thing um lately what they've been doing is they've been remastering virtual fighter 5 over and over and mm-hmm. putting it on modern consoles and uh and that game came out like 2008 2009 originally 
maybe, maybe a bit later than that, maybe like 2011 or something. But uh, boy, if anything, Streets of Rage needs to absorb virtue of <laughs> yeah, one, one of the, that's the weaker franchise. Yeah, one of the dormant, yeah. uh, one of the dormant Sega fighting games. I, be, yeah, I think some become... Virtual Fighter characters have like been guest characters in other things lately like i think sounds correct yeah Yeah. i think one of them was like in a dead or alive or something yeah i I forget i I remember what was this virtual fighter is he like virtual fighter five or six i don't remember how many there are but what was it in in yakuza six you could like play the whole game like in the arcade like in its entirety yeah yeah, pretty rad So, so that kind of, they kind of absorb them with the Yakuza thing. They should put all that stuff together. Like, I think Streets of Rage <laughs> and Yakuza and, and like um, the 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 other one that uh, I would love to would, see would all kind of fit in the same Yakuza crossover, <laughs> like Axel bowling for a, a chicken or or whatever. Yeah, bring it on. I'm all about that. <laughs> what's what's the other one that I'm thinking of? Shenmue. Shenmue. They should put all those Shenmue. together. Oh yeah, yeah. Shen Shenmue. Well, Shen. I always thought Shenmue and, and Yakuza are kind of similar, except Yakuza's. They're they're like kind of sister franchises. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. not in the same universe or anything. Yeah, but. no. Sister franchise with Virtual Fighter as well. Because virtu- is was Virtual Fighter yep. and Shenmue or well, no? But the they they felt a lot the same fighting wise. The fighting sequences in Shenmue. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 oh, okay. Felt sure. like Virtual Fighter, thing. and and I think also some of the key people were involved in both. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think yeah. if you look at like a tree of events that led to the creation of Shenmue, right. Virtual Fighter is somewhere on earlier on that tree. Okay. Right. Yeah. There were parts where you could even go to like a gotcha machine and get the little toy in a bubble, and some of them would be Virtual Fighter characters. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that that makes sense. Well, you could get like Sonic and stuff too, right? In yeah. that thing, in that game, so. They were always kind of combined in that way. Mm-hmm. I, they, they've uh, going back to Street Fighter Six. They've they've right. in, they've involved Final Fight so much in it now that you can play Final Fight One in there, which is pretty oh, that's rad. Cool. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, in the I don't know if you've uh, I'm sure you fucked around a little bit in the Battle Hub or whatever it's called. Um, you can play uh, yes. you can play Final Fight One and you can play Street Fighter Two there online. Oh cool. Um, it's funny. I when when the beta was happening, I saw an arcade machine like in uh like I, I played the closed beta back when that was happening, and I did I did see an arcade machine. I forget what game was on it. Um, but I, I know about the arcade machines basically. Um, in the Battle Hub, one thing that was actually the the reason I know that Final Fight is currently playable in Street Fighter is that actually in World Tour mode, you can occasionally just like run by an arcade machine that'll like have final uh, Fight on it. yeah is that what's is that what's on that it, it it took me forever to figure out how to like uh sign into my capcom id or make a capcom id or whatever so every uh, time i went by that arcade it's like not available because you're not online <laughs> it's like okay. oh interesting hmm. yeah i yeah I kind of I played like the first like six hours of it without like doing the Capcom ID thing, and mm-hmm. I think I and I so I didn't get the update or whatever, so I thought it was kind of yeah. a shitty version of it, like it was running that wasn't running that great. But then I got onto the Capcom ID thing because I just wanted to go check out like Battle Hub and all that, and then it and then it sent it put an update on there, and now it runs a lot smoother than it did before. So maybe I don't know. Oh, oh nice, nice. It was kind of weird. Like it, I thought it was kind of broken. I was gonna ask like what the difference is between like the PS4 and the PS5 version is because and it's still. Yeah does kind of do this like you'll run to a place where there's supposed to be a person and you have to wait about 10 seconds for them to appear <laughs> there they won't be there oh wow <laughs> and then um, they'll pop in maybe not 10 no, seconds but it, it'll yeah, no, take a um, couple the, times the the ps5 version of street fighter 5 looks pretty good it runs smooth like butter 
It's uh yeah, like I, I have no complaints about the performance of the PS5 version. Um, it does do the thing. I've noticed a lot of recent games doing this actually. It does the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet thing where if like an NPC or something is like oh, more yeah. than 20 feet away, they'll be walking at like, you know, at like <laughs> 10 look really frames weird. per second. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then you get closer and suddenly their frame rate speeds up. So that's on PS5 too, then, right? Because yeah, I yeah. I see that on PS4 a lot. Yeah. It seems, yeah, it seems to just be like within the last couple of years, just like a thing that like triple like that these big like game developers do to kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like save. It's like a programming trick they use. And it just it looks bad in every game I've seen it in. I don't know why that's like the tactic. Lately. It's, it's not great. Yeah. Is, do you yeah. know? Uh, Ma- Midnight Suns is, does it, too. Yeah, I heard they did that. Do in you that know, if uh, if Street Fighter six is an RE engine game. I think um, it is, right? I yeah, I don't know. Okay, um, I, know. I was just thinking that you know, um, uh, Monster Hunter Sunbreak also is, and they do mm. the same thing. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, it's, it's done by other developers, but I was just thinking that like a lot of the time, if there's like a monster in the distance and it's flapping its wings, it'll kind of be going. Yeah, you know, Street Fighter Six is closer. made in the RE engine. Okay. Yeah, I figured they were using that for all of them. I didn't really yeah. notice it as much in Monster Hunter, but I guess that's because there's not as many. Like, you know, there's not, there's not, most of the time you're in one fight with one monster and you don't notice right. as much in the distance. Right. So I think right. I just didn't catch that. But, but yeah, Street Fighter, I mean, I love, I like Street Fighter 6, but there's, I can kind of tell, like, I'm like, well, maybe this would have been a little better on PS5. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not in sure. any position to buy a PS5 or anything like that. I'm just, sure. I'm just like, That's you know, fair. some some of the loading times are, are a little, like, feel a little longer. I know it's like really quick on PS5. It's pretty quick on Ps 5 Nah, I yeah, uh, PS5 run, version runs really good. Yeah, the, the arcade mode looks great. Like, uh, all the fighting stuff yeah. looks really good. Like on on, yes. on PS4, it's just kind of some of the open world stuff. Like, and it it did this really bad before I got the update, where like the track textures are really blurry, and then they'll mm-hmm. become sharp. You know, like that sort of thing. Like where it kind of yeah, takes yeah. But it stopped doing that. And it used to be like, mm. sometimes I press start, it would take like five seconds to go to the pause menu. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that got fixed whenever I got the update. So, okay. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that, that they probably prioritize the performance of just the actual like one V one fighting game part of the game. Right. Um, because Street Fighter Six has cross play, right? Like if you have the PS5 version, you can play with PS4 players, you can play with Steam players. I think you can even play with Xbox players, right? Mm-hmm. It has cross play across all platforms. So they probably had to prior they had probably had to make sure that the game runs or at least appears to run exactly the same when yeah. you're doing cross play versus mode mm-hmm. across these platforms. They uh yeah, I've, I have a feeling that that's that's what they worked hardest on so i'm not surprised to hear that the the actual like arcade mode fights run real good yeah i guess we yeah. could i guess we could talk about that then uh the arcade mode mm. that's been uh i mean i like you know we'll, we'll talk about world tour mode it's uh because it, <laughs> a lot of the reviews that i saw like people weren't too hot on world tour and that was the thing that really interested me in it to begin with but and i'm still yeah. the hub world the open world part yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still yeah, fucking yeah. around with it but i think the, i mean obviously the arcade mode is the best part of the game and <laughs> it's it's great like uh I don't know if it's the same for you for you two, but it sort of, it kind of reminds me of Street Fighter Three a little bit, like with the um with the new like drive parry and stuff like that. Kind of reminds me of like the old parrying that you could do in Street Fighter Three Third Strike. You know, it kind of yeah. has sort of the same feeling to me a little bit, and that was like my favorite Street Fighter game. So I'm in I'm into that. Yeah, no the the drive system I think is both like a great way to kind of implement some of Street Fighter's older ideas, while also like kind of combining everything in a way that it feels 
it feels new. Like you have drive meter, right? You have you have the special meter that have that support like drive actions. And drive actions are these are these things that have each been in like different Street Fighter games, right? There's drive right. parry, which is like parrying from Street Fighter 3. There's drive impact, which is like the focus attack from Street Fighter 4, like this mm-hmm. armored attack that uh if you pull it off, you can like stun your opponent. Uh with it um it there's there's overdrive actions which are just ex attacks but they don't use up super meter anymore they use up the drive meter mm-hmm. um and uh and there's also like drive rush which is basically like uh like a dash that you can like cancel out of other moves with and it uses up your drive meter when you use it that way and then there's drive reversals which are like they're uh if if you if you use it while you're blocking you can kind of like push a guy off of you and i i actually really love that this is all relegated to like its own resource now um like because a lot because these things used to take up like super meter um or like or other like useful resources that you that you'd want to use and now drive meter and super meter are separate so you can you can do a bunch of ex attacks and still be like saving up for like your ultimate like super attack um i think that uh I think they thought that out pretty well. It allows you to do like really cool flashy stuff without like running out of meter and then like being useless mm-hmm. for like, you know, 30 seconds of the match. Yeah. I think it's I think it's really cool also that you start off with all those filled, like the the drive yes. the drive yes. meter. So yeah. I remember yeah. I heard that being a big thing, you know, where where you have to build you have to build up your super meter, but the drive yeah. meter is already there at the beginning, so you can do some stuff with that. Yeah, no, that's that is cool. I didn't think about that, that the drive meter starts out full. Like that's that was a good idea. Yeah. What's really interesting to me about the drive meter is that like in in fighting games and and also just kind of in competitive sports and esports in general, you know, people talk about momentum all the time. Like, oh, you know, so and so's got the momentum. He's going to carry that on through the match or whatever. And it's like simultaneously a force that exists, but something that also does not really exist. Like I can't bottle up some momentum or observe momentum in an electron microscope. (laughs) And what Street Fighter VI has done is they've taken momentum and made it into a game mechanic. (laughs) Like they, that's all the drive gauge is. And, you know, you can, like if you are using your drive gauge kind of judiciously or pressing your advantage by using it, then it's like suddenly you kind of have this uh, these gameplay options that correspond to the advantage you're pressing or that represent this surge in confidence that you have. But if you like burn out, if you're not managing it properly, then you don't have the momentum and maybe your opponent does. And it's just such a cool visual indicator for like something that, you know, has not previously been observable. They've like, they've codified momentum. Uh, and I think it really makes, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of matches, kind of early matches, and it makes them more exciting to be able to go like, oh, he just burned out. That's rough. You know, if, if he <laughs> drops this combo, it's curtains for him. The other guy's got full momentum. I mean, full uh, drive. Game. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's you know, not actually called momentum. Momentum, yeah. Full, <laughs> Maybe it full should momentum be, but, uh but yeah, I I think the drive gauge is uh, brilliant. Honestly, it's it's like such a great culmination of what Street Fighter that, has done before. That that's a really good way to put it. You can kind of like yeah by by having by having the drive meter, you do have like this visual representation of like of how much your opponent like has on you. You know, mm-hmm. in a way that other fighting games 
haven't really done besides like Undernight Imbirth, which also has kind of like this right, that's this true. like advantage uh mechanic where the more the more pressure you put on your opponent, like the more bonuses you get, like for the next like phase of the round and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and the parry the parry kind of like helps you uh kind of helps you to work around people who like spam Hadokens and stuff like that too, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like it's kind of uh-huh. what I what I first noticed when I was looking at some of the how to videos on it. I was like, oh that's great, you know, because you know you will deal with a lot of people who will just Hadoken over and over and over again. And right. yeah. you know, and it kind of gives you a way to like get through it if you're not if you don't have somebody who has projectiles and all that. I know like one of what is it, one of one of Zang Zang Gif's moves, like when he does like the rush power bomb thing, like he'll go through yeah. a Hadoken, which is really awesome. Like it won't hurt him, you know, once once yeah. The Street Fighter Six, like on, on the surface, like it feels like you you like look at it from a distance, and it feels very similar to Street Fighter Five and like other Street Fighter games. But some really, really like small, like initially innocuous seeming things they do, like change the game completely. And one of the things that uh, the more I think about it, like the wilder it feels, is is the ways that they have. Uh, disincentivize stuff like spamming from the corner because uh, Street Fighter 6 actually has mechanics that make being in the corner very dangerous, mm-hmm. right? Like basically uh, the like the drive impact move, right? If you if you hit someone with a, with your drive impact move, you will like you'll if they're not blocking, you'll stun them, and that's great. You can follow up with a super or like something devastating. But if you hit them and they're blocking, they'll block the move, but they'll also stagger backwards a bit. Right. If you do that while they're in a corner, they smack against the wall, and you get to do like a combo fall. Oh yeah, you can like you can kind of combo them like with with certain mm-hmm. moves, like where they'll, yeah. they'll kind of juggle them back against the wall. Like I noticed yeah. that what, yeah. one of the first things because like doesn't it, it's either or no maybe three you has that like kick where you like kick them across the the thing and then they'll bounce back and you can kind of yeah yeah his, his yeah like is, that. is that yeah like wall wall boss has been a thing in other fighting games, but I haven't seen I haven't seen other fighting games like have just these mechanics that like that just make staying in the corner like that that just like kind of encourage you to stay away from the corner like don't be in a corner otherwise you will like you'll get splat and then you will lose half of your health um being in the corner is kind of it's historically it has generally been dangerous in fighting games but it's perilous in (laughs) sf6 yes like as soon as you're back into the corner you want to get out as fast as you can or yeah Yeah. you're gonna get absolutely bodied like SF6, not overtly, but through its mechanics, just like tells you, you both want to be in the middle as often <laughs> as possible. Like, yeah. oh, you're in the corner, get back in the middle, or or fuck you. Like, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the the way they kind of just like subvertly communicate that to you, it's it's beautiful game design actually. Like, I think it's really awesome game design, and uh, the producer. Of Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 5, Yoshinori Ono, I think is one of like the funniest people on the planet in the games industry. I think he's I think he's a really cool, like an entertaining person. But then he left the development team near the end of Street Fighter 5's like run. Um, and there's a new producer for six. And man, they uh maybe they should have like taken that mantle like a bit sooner, you know, like maybe, uh-huh. <laughs> maybe really, really turned it around. Oh, no. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, like this. Yeah. This new, this new development team or this new, like, you know, the, these new heads of like street fighter mechanics basically have really, they've really revitalized shit. Like I, um, you know, I've been, 
I've been playing Street Fighter quasi seriously since four. Um, and when I when I when we made the transition from four to five, I actually preferred five to four. But a lot of people were like, kind of like, oh, I, I don't like the mm-hmm. way five feels versus four. I think four did these things better and five does these things worse. And I'm like, I like five better, but I do see where you're coming from, right? Yeah. Like, I think they do do some things different that are not necessarily in a better way. Six just feels like an improvement right now. Like, yeah. And I think that's been reflected in the reception that I've seen to it too, where yeah. whereas five was more mixed, six is like, I love six. You know, <laughs> yeah. old, old fans love six, new fans love six. Yeah, a lot six. of people yeah. have come back. Other to fighting it. games are playing six. You know, they're all about it. Yeah, I've heard Every I've heard talk about it on a it. on a lot of podcast like even like an RPG podcast that I listen to is talking about Street Fighter Six. <laughs> oh wow! So, so I mean, I guess I, you know there are RPG elements in the world in the world. Yeah, tour no, mode, I was, you know, was going to say like I know. guess technically there's some RPG stuff in World Tour. Yeah, right. sort of, kind of. By my by my definition of an RPG, I mean you do get you get points, you level up. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you can customize you can, your you character, alloc- so it's you can allocate them into there. stats. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It has stats, so it's very much there. Skill trees. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, def- definitely. Yeah, that's that's yeah. there, too. I, I think I bought five, like, on the cheap for, like, 20 bucks, and I had the hardest time finding stuff to do on five. Like, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really like, play online competitively, really, because I get mm-hmm. my ass kicked, but I'm like... I remember getting it for twenty bucks, and I'm like, "Where? I'm like, where's the fucking arcade mode in here? Like, <laughs> yeah. what? Like, what do you do in this? Like, and there's like maybe a, and there were like story modes, but you, I didn't know how to unlock them. I was just so confused <laughs> on how to do anything on five. Oh yeah, like to cause... even have fun with that game, like at all. I'm like, this Cause... game is fucking broken. Like, yeah, because no wonder they sold they, it for twenty um, bucks. <laughs> they did like the in-game currency, like my microtransaction thing. They were yeah. like, "Oh yeah, like we're we're you know, five is going to be a game as a service. You're going to spend sixty bucks on it, but then like any new character <laughs> that comes out, if you keep grinding in the game, you can buy those characters with in-game right. currency." Um, but it was just implemented really poorly. And I can just imagine like you jumping in like after like 20 DLC characters have come out and like you have to like unlock their stories within game currency, but you don't have it because you just got the fucking exactly, game. Exactly. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, how I'm like, how do you play this game? Like what like what are you supposed yeah. to do in this? Like I don't even understand. I like I like finding games a lot. I'm not really competitive about it, but I like you know, I like just yeah. like going going up yeah. and down, just doing the arcade modes and that's how I learn the characters, you know, it's just play through the arcade ladder and you know, I like to see the you know, I like to see the stories of the characters or whatever and do that. And I'll maybe jump online a little bit. But yeah, five was like I don't know what to yeah. do to get anything. <laughs> the out five's of this game. first like five's <laughs> single player showing was abysmal. It was mm-hmm. it was when it launched and then they like did their best to improve it. Um, but it was really yeah. like like have you seen that animated gif of like the guy just like slapping like like a like a piece of gauze onto this big like cylinder with water gushing out of it <laughs> um right yeah uh it's like this big kind of gushing glass panel with yeah. water pouring out and then they just do a yeah yeah then this guy just like really like gushing. enthusiastically just like slaps <laughs> like a big like band-aid onto it that does barely anything. That was that was Street Fighter V like fixing their single player. You know, they added yeah. like they added like a story mode. They added an arcade mode after like three years. Yeah, it's like what <laughs> it wasn't yeah. any- that game released during this really bizarre and fortunately very brief period of time 
where for fighting games, developers were like, look, all we need is five characters and online and people will be thrilled. And then we <laughs> yeah. can figure out the rest later. Like yeah, Killer right. Instinct kind of did that too. Like they had yeah. this really tiny launch roster. Six characters. Build on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So like Street Fighter V started with this really minimal base and then they had to add all the stuff on top of it. And if you play it later on and you're kind of getting into it for the first time, you're like, oh, this feels like they added all this stuff on top of it. You know, like, yeah, it feels like it was implemented well. It feels very um, hodgepodge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, I I had a decent time with what I played at Street Fighter V. I enjoyed watching it uh, be played at a high level. But uh, I think that the fact that they stepped back for SF6 and kind of focused more on you know accessibility and broad appeal and make and having like an interesting uh single player experience uh i think that's uh certainly to the game's benefit from what i've seen yeah yeah because the uh because yeah like you know street fighter 5 did have like a good like a good like the the fighting game part right the you Mm -hmm. you get a friend sitting next to you and you fight with the characters that part of street fighter 5 always was fun to me um you know they had some good characters at the gate I, uh, you know, I latched on to Birdie, um, the the big, the big. I remember Birdie. British guy with the chains. Yeah, Birdie was the guy with um, the. He has like the cheese mohawk. With, with, it it kind yeah, of looks like a, like a yeah, like Swiss <laughs> yeah, cheese. Slice of cheese. Yeah, that's what I always yeah. thought on the uh, on the Street Fighter yeah. Alpha game that he looks like. Uh, and he and he was in Street Fighter One, right? Like I just watched. Yes. Uh, video that yeah. but he was white in street fighter one right yes he was white in street <laughs> yeah. fighter one they they redesigned him for yeah for a street fighter alpha in in street fighter alpha if you win a match with birdie he goes oh i was sick that day i was very pale yeah yeah I saw when that. i fought yeah. ryu i was very i was just having a very sick day yeah and uh and yeah then they re-redesigned him for five and i love him in five actually like yeah. i i latched onto That's his great style immediately um yeah, he's he's really really fun and and tricky, but uh, but yeah, they you know they they kind of ignored like all these other supplemental things that like keep people invested, right? Because yeah, like like you say, like you you jump into fighting games and you just kind of like check out the lore and the single player stuff yeah. and the you know and yeah, you, you check out the stories that you have access to and. I, uh, you know, I like to play fighting games competitively, qu- quasi competitively, right? I like to go to tournaments and play against yeah. other people, uh, you know, not necessarily do great in those tournaments, but still I participate. But I, uh, but I still love like the single player, like investing in the, in the story and the world, like even more, you know, or at least just as much. So like five was a big disappointment in that way. And I do love, I, I really love that Street Fighter Six, like, you know, they they realize they fucked up with five and they're taking that part of the game more seriously again. I, I love any fighting game where they where they're serious about a single player mode, you know, like yes. for, for for like kind of somewhat casual fighters like me that want like that I yeah. like playing fighting games, but I want something give me give me a lot of meat, like a lot of single player meat. Like like Mortal Kombat does it yeah, really yeah. well, you know, with yes, their, I, I with their yeah. super yeah. cinematic me, story modes you know. and and they yeah, even had like the online thing where you could fan. do all the different um, goals and stuff. Like I played a lot of Mortal Kombat 11, and I think yeah. uh, Injustice 2 did that too, where it, like gave you all mm-hmm. these different challenges and you could unlock all this shit to get other stuff. And it's just just give just give people stuff to do that isn't just playing people online. You know, honestly, I feel like we can actually probably thank this last generation <laughs> of Mortal Kombat. We can thank them for Street Fighter 6 yeah. because I think what happened was Street Fighter 5 came out, single player was abysmal. Um, they they really thought they'd do great anyway. They didn't. Then the next couple Mortal Kombat games come out. 
robust single player mode made billions of dollars and yeah. capcom's watching this happen i i think honestly uh how well mortal kombat has been doing because they take single player so seriously is what made capcom get their act together with street fighter and it, it shows and i i'm so happy about it. it you could say that i mean you could say that street fighter 6 is even like kind of stealing stuff from mortal kombat deception if you remember that game that had the that <laughs> oh, had, yeah that had the open yeah. world where you could yeah. run around like i love that game i thought that That's was true. awesome I, and, what, and like MK Deception, you can punch anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can start any fight. Like, same with that. You can just run around and start a fight with whoever's there. I thought that game was fucking great. Like, I, I love that single player. As dumb as it I is. This, but I saw this great clip uh, from SF6 of, like, this guy is, like, running around in Metro City. He sees a balloon, and he's trying to sure you can the balloon to pop it to get, like, a present or something. And he goes for the shuriken and just nails a grandma in the chin. She's like <laughs> flying up into the air and then goes like, fight! And she's like ready to fight him. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was a TikTok or something. And I was, I was dying. <laughs> I love that that kind of interaction is possible. That's the world tour in itself there. Like I, I was, <laughs> yeah. we, I was talking about the demo on this show uh, to John and Jeremy. Just about how like the the you know like Luke is like go get a, go get a pizza from that pizza guy and I just go over there and start fighting him you know just because I can <laughs> I start fighting this pizza guy mm. and then after I beat him I'm like oh okay yeah give me a pizza now and he's like okay sure but yeah you can just kind of you can fight anybody and that's that's kind of what I've been doing with it it's like oh it'd be fun to fight them or yeah or like it's like this is an old person let's fight that's hilarious let's fight this granny or this old man yeah. or whatever or the cops like i fight all of the cops that i see in the game i'm like <laughs> nice it's, or i do you do like the little upside down spinning kick like into all of them and just <laughs> and just start it like that and i love i mean you start every fight like that but it's fun that you can just spin kick into everybody and just be like mm-hmm. let's go let's go granny come on <laughs> i've really enjoyed i have some issues with world tour but one of the things i really love about world tour is like kind of the the openness and like the things you can how much it lets you do and i think one thing i really love about it is how good the character creator is like the character creation tools are really nice in street fighter 6 i made popeye yeah i i saw that on the stream you did you did that on your own right you didn't use any sort of uh no yeah the no that was that was all daniel yeah the the cartoon (laughs) character that that eats the spinach and like saves olive oil and punches bluto and stuff i (laughs) i made him in Street Fighter Six World Tour, um, like, and it let me do it. Like, I, <laughs> I, like, I think I've made like a seventy-two percent accurate depiction of Popeye the Sailor Man, and you can make the in, arms too. Like, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Like, that's when, what's so crazy. When I realized, yeah, can... yeah, when I realized I could do the arms because, yeah, you can, you can like make the four. You can make the, um, not the four. Is this the forearms? Is this forearm, the yeah. Yeah, you can make the forearm part of the arm as big as possible, and then you can make the mm-hmm. the you know the the longer part of the arm like as skinny as possible. And there you go, I I made Popeye, and then I put I could even put like little anchor stickers on the forearms and nice. and uh, the, the yeah. So the face was kind of puffy, like his is, face too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bottom of that stream is on Daniel's YouTube channel, and I entreat you, uh, listener or viewer. <laughs> <laughs> go check it out because it's like you you will look at the thumbnail and go wow that's a pretty accurate pop it's really impressive and then when you click in you'll go what is this lovecraftian <laughs> fucking like <Nightmare>. cartoon <laughs> character horror thing brought to life 
who wishes nothing more for than the sweet release of death so <laughs> he, that is his existence. <laughs> he, he looked hideous at parts of the process. Yeah, it, it came together pretty well, but... Yeah, you can do you can do some crazy stuff. What, what I think is on the subject of character creation on this, I think it's really cool that like it actually impacts the way you fight or whatever. Like if you make your character yes. extra big, there'll be a bigger hitbox, or you give them like yeah. longer arms or whatever, they can they can reach farther. So actually, they really yes. thought thought about it more than yeah than what you would think, which is really really cool. I just kind of try to make a version of myself. And oh, I made fun, and yeah. I made myself, you know, all, all fat and all that, and it's you can. <laughs> I like, you know, they don't. There are not enough games where you can make like fat people in the game. It's true. That is true. Yeah, like, I, that's I, super I, true. I, I think there should agree. be fat characters. Like what was it? Uh, Saints Row. Like I would make fat, I was, fat yeah, people Saints in Row that game. You do because, it. Yeah. But, but not, not too many games you, you get to make fat people. So I made. Yeah. I made myself and with yeah. a you know with a big with a big stomach and all that and yeah. it's pretty cool. Uh, I just yeah, yeah I just no, uh, I, I kind of have like I have like face paint on and I gave myself a huge beard and I was just I was just kind of fucking around with it on the demo but at least like the demo lets you keep whatever you create Unless like you into the regular over, game yeah. so that really helped because yeah, i because when i got it, i just want to jump right into it i didn't want to like fuck with the creating or whatever so i just i made myself on there but it's oh, I, think, sure. I think the character looks pretty cool i guess i don't know <laughs> i mean yeah. it looks silly but i didn't do i didn't do popeye <laughs> or anything like that maybe later i saw people <laughs> making like yakuza characters and stuff like that and there i love oh, somebody cool, yeah i saw somebody yeah. made majima like a majima that looked really good oh so, that's awesome yeah that's awesome yeah, it does. It does give you like multiple slots to like you know. Oh, I, nice. You can you can only have one active at a time, um, but you can kind of like you can kind of save a, a layout like a physical layout for your character to one slot, and then you can kind of load up a different slot. So mm. like I could I could put Popeye to the side if I want, make another make another look for my for my creative character. Oh sure, yeah. And then and then save that and like you know load up Popeye when I feel like using Popeye again. Um, the 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 only problem I ran into with my character since my character is like a bigger character. I don't know if you've gotten here yet, but I'm sure you have. Whenever you get to Blanca and you get the Blanca suit, have, have, yeah. you, have you gotten that yet? The the I Blanca have, yeah. suit. I don't know if you've worn it, but it takes up like 90% of the screen whenever I use it. So you can't see anything other than the fucking cloth Blanca suit, which looks great. Like it has texture yeah, oh, and all does, that. Yeah. But I can't see anything other than my character because it's so huge. So so I had to take I had to take it off because I can't I can't see a damn thing in the game. <laughs> that's that's funny. It's kind yeah. of hilarious. I never, I never yeah. put the suit on, but I did get to that point. Yeah. Um, I didn't get much farther than that, but I did get to that point. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I might be a little bit farther ahead of you than that. I think I'm like yeah. 10 hours in to the into the world world tour stuff but it, it's it you know it's a it, it like you're saying it, it's kind of hit or miss like for me like yeah. I, I like i like the metro city open world stuff but yeah it's kind of dumb that you go to like england and you can just walk yeah. left and right and that's it or you yes. go to brazil and it's the same thing it's like why didn't we use the why don't we do the open world for everything or just like make one open world yeah. thing and i understand yeah you want to go to yeah. the places for the different characters and all that but yes it feels kind of stupid to like go and no, it's like, no, it's like I, here you're they... in jamaica now you can go left and right it's like okay or you can walk <laughs> yeah. towards camera and leave and that's like it yeah <laughs> it's, it's yeah. dumb you know yeah, no, it's it it is it's it it is a disappointment that like I I I really like the idea that it's like oh yeah it's it's Street Fighter so you can go around the world and meet these different characters that's great but then yeah but then you then you fly to Italy and it's it's uh it's like one like you know like ten by ten square foot area you can explore there's three people you can talk to you can, Marisa will teach you how to punch people and then you can leave you <laughs> oh know, yeah like, yeah when you go to yeah. <laughs> 
It, that's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like it all of a sudden it's just 2D kind of is what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, go, right? Yeah. I guess it kind of um, becomes like Final Fight again, right? Where you can come like right. in and out, <laughs> but you can only go left and right. It's just like it's yeah. so weird compared to all yeah. the shit that you can do in the other areas. Yeah, like um and and honestly like the open world world tool part, I uh I do I do like overall, obviously. Like I like I think they they made a pretty fun, like kind of open world story mode, like sandbox area, right? Um, however, I think the map system and like the kind of the kind of the way they guide you towards like your next like narrative point, right? Like that is implemented terribly. And I get lost in Metro City so often yeah. because there's so many like there's so many like alleyways and side streets that NPCs are like waiting in to like give you quests. But like uh, all you get is like a green arrow being like, oh, yeah, they are vaguely in this direction. Yeah. Uh, like it's like yeah yeah they're they're north these guys are fucking north uh they're they're inside like a labyrinth of alleyways and buildings <laughs> that you'll have to find your way through organically and the green arrow that's pointing north right now will not help you because you have to go south and then east and then north and then west and then south and then east and then north and then you're there yeah uh right and we're going to point north the whole time um, yeah, so I, uh, <laughs> I, th- I think like some of the implementation of like navigation for that mode is like clunky and a little frustrating because like, you know, there, there's some things that my ADHD helps me remember when I play video games, uh, where a thing is, yeah. no, <laughs> no, I, I need the, I need the map and the map's not telling me shit. I, I had the hardest time finding the fucking train, like the sub, like the above ground train. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I yeah. could not remember where the ladder was, and there were a bunch <laughs> of times where I just ran around in circles because I had to go meet the Mad Gear guy on whatever roof, and I don't remember where the ladders are, and it and they don't show you where they are. That's, yeah, the map. that's, that's yeah. another thing. That's yeah. another thing because not only. Are are you in? Are there these like labyrinths of like alleyways? But there are like there are stories. There's like layers. Like like it's like oh yeah no um like yeah first you go through this alleyway and then you go to the third story of a building from within the alleyway yeah and uh and the map's like go north yeah it's like where or it shows you a dot and it shows yeah up that it's above you but you don't know how yeah. to get above there and it's like yeah. Yeah, what the fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And there's and, and in the middle of Metro City, there's like a line of cop cars that you just can't walk past mm-hmm. just because they're being incredibly annoying. Even after you yeah. get on the subway that'll take you where that is, the cop cars are still there. Like I tried to run back and I was like, "Shouldn't you should just <laughs> let me run through? I've been over there." You know, like maybe you should just get rid of this barrier, but it's still fucking there and it's annoying. It's it's funny how Street Fighter and Capcom kind of feels. Sometimes they feel kind of uncomfortably pro cop but (laughs) but like street fighter 6 makes the cops so annoying because they keep obstructing your path that they've accidentally become anti-cop um (laughs) and i guess that's refreshing (laughs) like i was saying i'm still playing anti-cop i just just fight all the cops on there and i think it's funny (laughs) that they don't that they don't arrest you or whatever it's 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 great that that's an option actually yeah Yeah. i love the mental image of you spinning bird kicking the six cops that's hysterical to me i spin bird kick everybody it's great (laughs) (laughs) it's a fun thing to do and yeah and you can like cross uh you know you can go across like rooftops with that too which is which is a fun thing to do Mm -hmm. yeah 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 no um 
like the game is actually like part metroidvania where like you learn like street fighter moves for the for the overworld and you can use those for traversal sometimes yeah so you can use like spinning bird kick to like get across places or you can use uh you can use like you know like luke's or like Maurice's like big punch like knock down obstacles right yeah yeah it's uh it's cool that's a cool feature i like that and and you you have a fighting stick, right? Do you use the fighting stick to walk around the the world? Um, like, can you click it in like you would uh, the left analog I, to run? I don't have a fight stick anymore, mm. um, but I do have a fight pad. I have um, hold on. Or do you have the one where you can where you tap it instead of? I've heard oh, about. I've box. heard about. The, yeah, yeah. I I really want one of those, but they're expensive, uh, so I have not picked one up. I have Daniel. I'll show you in a second. I have a similar thing to what he has. Yeah, I don't have the hitbox. No, sorry to any audio only listeners right we, we now. Can des- we um, can describe it, but yeah. So this, so this is what I got. This is a, uh, this is a Hori fight pad. Um, oh, nice. Like basically, uh, basically, if you, if you, uh, if you are one of uh, Trey and John and Jeremy's older listeners, and you remember those Genesis controllers that Six had buttons. This- that had the six buttons on them. Yeah, um, it's a PlayStation it, six button controller. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it it looks it looks pretty similar to that. Uh, like square square triangle and R one are on one row, and X circle and R two are in another row. So it's just like six face buttons, and then like a D pad that is nicer than the usual PlayStation D pad. Yeah. So you can use that to you know. So you can use that to uh to use fighting game moves. Uh, which can be which can be annoying to do on a on a regular PS4 PS5 D pad, yeah. and it's also got like the touchpad on it, so uh, so you can still use like the, the PlayStation's usual features. Um, yeah, it's a really nice controller, actually. Yeah, that's um, nice. I ought to pick one of the up because I I still have remember the, the ones we had previously. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are old. Like the now. PS3. Yeah. yeah, I still have that in my closet, and I was going to use it to play SF6, but I really like the look of that one. Yeah, the the version I have also has a uh, a little switch on the back. Oh, okay. That lets that lets me put it in PS5 mode, PS4 mode, or PC mode. Nice. Uh, so I can I can use this controller for all three platforms. So it has a cord on there. Does it have to be connected to the system it, at all times? It is it is wired only, which is actually a blessing in tournament settings. Um, okay. Because uh, because you'll go you'll go to a tournament and um, <laughs> uh, at at tournaments like wireless controllers are allowed these days. But basically, there is a rule that if you forget to disconnect your controller after you leave the setup. Like, you know, because you have to you go to the tournament, there's a bunch of systems set up, mm-hmm. you go to the system that the tournament organizer tells you to go to, you hook up your controller to it, you fight your opponent. Um, if you connect wirelessly with like your default PS4 or PS5 controller, um, and then you leave without manually disconnecting, um, if that messes up someone else's match, you get disqualified. Yeah, I was gonna say disqualification, <laughs> yeah. right? For for fucking yeah. with the, or, the later or, or competition. Or at least you're supposed to. Like, there's so many morons that forget that if they enforce that really hard, uh, I would win a tournament. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people do um, it so much. Yeah, but um, but it is actually just really nice and convenient to be able to, like, you know, just plug in my wired controller play my matches, yeah. unplug it, and then I never have to think about that setup again, you know? Also, um, if you're playing at a really high level, which we're not, to be clear, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, if you're, like, somebody who's regularly placing top eight in tournaments, the latency between when you push a button on a wireless controller and when the input happens on the game 
actually can affect the quality of your play. Like if you're at yeah. a super, super high level like that, you know, the number of individual frames in which you can respond, there's like all these kind yeah. of bonkers, superhuman, you know, things yeah. that you have to account for. <laughs> yeah. Like, so a lot of pros do play with wired controllers just to completely optimize, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. their, yeah, like, uh, what's happening in their brain getting to the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like in, uh, like, yeah. Um, if, uh, if a, if you're playing a fighting game with like a wireless controller, and you press a button, the game might recognize you pressing that button in like a tenth of a second. But then you do it with a right. wired controller, and it happens in a fifth of a second. And uh, and that that can make all the difference to like pro players. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about the it's the kind of thing that we that. wouldn't wouldn't even notice, you know. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's what separates us us unwashed masses from the the <laughs> gods of Mount Olympus. From the, from also, the also, wait, I I went backwards. I should have said a twentieth of a second for the oh, wired yeah, controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, wired wire controller is faster. That's what yeah, I meant. Yeah. I'm bad at oh, man, I'm bad at math. Wired controller fast. <laughs> we're bad at math and we're bad at fighting games. You know, <laughs> it all goes hand in hand. I think you know uh, you're 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 better than I am. I'm sure uh, at, at fighting <laughs> at fighting games, but I but I I still like them. I was uh, I was kind of having a hard time finding like the like I don't like that the that the the control pad on the PS4 how it's like uh, separated in the middle. Like I never really like that, so that always yeah. feels weird for the role for me. So I was trying to figure out like what alternatives should I do. I was like, well, maybe I can get my eight bit Doe controller to work with it. But I, I like yeah. that controller that you have there. This yeah, this this Hori. Um, I. I could uh I could even maybe send you the link to the exact like model etc. Um, but this uh, when I got this I don't know if they're in stock right now. But when I got this it was like fifty bucks. Oh, um, yeah. nice. and and it's worth it's not it. Bad at all. Yeah, yeah, it's it's worth it. Does it's it does it, it do price. wireless or does it, it has to be wired all the time? Wired wired only. Uh, yeah. But Corey like you may make wireless fight pads. I don't know if they do or not. Cause yeah. It, yeah. That's um, that's my issue. Is like my you know my my PS4 is behind my TV. Like I don't want to. Yeah. Th- sure. I don't want to have the, I don't want to have the control. I don't want to have the wire all the way across the room. I'm I you I, know, I, I guess I, that's I want everything For, wireless. That's fair. For what it's worth, this is a long wire. Like oh, okay. this. Uh, like my um yeah I'm probably like. 10, 15 feet away from my PS5 right now, and I can I can do this. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's 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 a long wire. It's 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 pleasantly long. I never have to worry about yanking my PS5 off of its set, off of its uh, shelf. Yeah, you don't want to because that thing is (laughs) that giant tower would probably like rip a hole in the in the floor or something. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's enormous. uh... Yeah, <laughs> uh, the people downstairs get a free PS5, so they're happy with it. If, if it I'm works, in a garden, I'm in still. a garden unit, oh. but <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah, the the rat people under me, no <laughs> PS5 for them. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy just got one, and he was saying that like he he could he couldn't even put it on its side because there's like nowhere to it it's has too, it yeah. has to stand up because that's the only way you can put it in the living room because there's nowhere yeah, else that's, to go. That, that's what I do. It's um, it's uh, like I have like this multi tiered like. Uh, vertical shelf basically and the only place my ps5 will fit is at the is on the very top shelf standing vertically like a weird crown for my for my for my (laughs) shelf like it's like it's wearing a dumb looking hat 
yeah, it's got the it's got the it's yeah. the, the vamp it's like the a vampire with a with a router or whatever, right? It has like the <laughs> yeah. has like the yeah. collar thing. Like the, it's so yeah, weird looking. Pop, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, yeah. it's so fucking weird looking. Like if I that, I said it before on this, if I ever get a PS five, they need to make it I am waiting for a price drop and make it fucking smaller. Mm-hmm. I think it's gigantically stupidly huge. It's, 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 oh, it's fucking I'm waiting for the downsize, big. you know. And they do it for every no. PlayStation. So Oh yeah, yeah. PS five slim inevitable. Inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. Price drop and slim, and also I want to wait and see whatever Switch Two is, you know, before I go purchasing. Sure, because I don't need yeah. I don't need the PS Five. I barely play my PS Four, but it it has it does enough that I can still play Street Fighter Six on it, so it's fine. It's fine for me. Yeah, sure. I just have to I deal mean, with you know, some loading times, which is whatever. yeah. Mid Midnight Suns is pretty good. Yeah, it finally came to PS Four. I did. Oh, uh, that's right. That's it, right. It was you later. PS4 yeah. Now, yeah. yeah. Yeah, finally came to PS4. I, I thought that it was to everything, but yeah, it just released like last week. Or, or I thought it was like maybe the same week as Zelda or whatever. But I'm sure, yeah. like sp- speaking of like delayed input and all that, you probably don't play in like a what? What's it called? Uh, I I, mentioned, I got one of these, uh, one of these uh, oh. backbones for my phone. Oh. Yeah. And it's um, remote play. That's what I was trying remote to get. play. What I was yes, trying to get sorry, to. Yeah, I do not do remote play. No, but I, I, I got. The, I actually do like the way these buttons are set up. Like for some reason, where this uh, analog trigger is, I can nail those like spinning pile drivers real easy with it. So oh, okay. it's been it's been that... good. It's been good for Zangief, who's like my current favorite of the new characters. I think he's a total total beast and awesome. See, seeing you wiggle that thing around like the 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 feedback, like that actually makes that look very satisfying. It looks like that's that's a good time for your thumb. Yeah, it was it was kind of it was kind of sort of an experiment. I did it with some of my uh, tax money was the idea, but I wanted yeah. to make my PS4 uh, into a portable system, you know. So yeah. I got so I got this uh, I got this backbone thing for 100 bucks and it actually works really really well. You know, I'm not really that good at telling like, you know, frame differences or whatever, but Sure. When you hook it up to your phone, it basically looks like a switch, you know. So it's Yeah. Pretty, it's nice. pretty cool. And I, and I and I've been I actually did play I played Street Fighter 6 on it just to see like how well it worked and for me the for me the casual fighting player it feels sure. the same as it does on the TV. Oh, nice. But, I, but, I, but I'm nice. playing it. I have it. Uh, you have to. Con- I have my PS4 connected to the to the router directly, like through the Ethernet. If you don't mm-hmm. do that, it doesn't work well. So I, I found mm, that you had to sure. hardwire it. But once you hardwire it, you can. You, and you have any Wi-Fi system, you can. I played uh, my PS4 on this in Indiana, like in Indianapolis. Oh wow! And it and it worked fine. Like I played Yakuza Zero at a hotel, and it worked and it worked great. Wow! So nice. That was that's that awesome. was the whole that was the whole reason I was doing it. But it works pretty well for uh, Street Fighter for Street Fighter Six. Uh, I haven't noticed any issues, you know. But like cool. I said, I'm not I'm a casual player. So if there's like I'm sure there's some dra- frame drops or whatever, but I can still nail the yeah, you know. the spinning pile drivers. Yeah. And that's when it does <laughs> when when it does a thing I think it's supposed to be doing, then it's fine for me. You know, when I do yeah, a move yeah. and he does the move, then that's that's that. So yeah. Oh, cool. So, it's nice. been so you're cool. a geef main. Uh, yeah, that, that's I, your guy. So yeah, Zang was it Zangief? The way they say it in the, Z- the Zangief. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's supposed to be Zangief, but like everybody calls him Zangief. You know. <laughs> yeah, I try to say Zang Zangief. Uh, when I um, you know, when when <laughs> I first when I was a kid, I said Zangief. Zangief. We used to have fights over uh, <laughs> over like Guile or Geel or Gweel or whatever. Like we all had different ways of saying his name. I remember uh, that. Yeah. I you Ryu, yep. Or yeah. Well Ryu, <laughs> Ryu is correct. I learned that from the Japanese oh, yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I did call Ryu Ryu for an embarrassing amount of time. I though, think we all did. <laughs> Everybody called him Ryu. At high school yeah. I called him Ryu for the longest time. Mm-hmm. If you ever saw those like was the Street Fighter the later years videos on YouTube, they do a joke about that where he's like uh, okay. Oh I wow, that like 
think I forget it's it's like Ryu. I was always calling him Ryu. Like they say, there's a line that that says that says that in, in the that in one of the videos. A, a dormant memory. I forgot that I watched that whole thing. I watched the whole thing too. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, man, it was a I college com- humor thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I man, I completely forgot about Street Fighter the later years. Wow, yeah. it had some. I felt like it kind of like. It kind of lost its steam towards the end there, but it was pretty. But it was pretty funny for the first great, few episodes. Great high concept. Great high concept. Yeah, yeah. Very, very funny for a 2007 internet video mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, it was something at the time. Like that. It was a long time ago. Uh, yeah, no, Zang Zangief. Uh, I always, you know, when I first started playing Street Fighter when I was like a kid, you know, I would just do throw moves, you know, and I was like, oh, whoever mm-hmm. has the cool throws. So, I, and I would basically play as like Blanca and Honda, you know, because they had the easy moves mm-hmm. to do where you just tap the button and that was how yeah, I played, yeah, that was just, how I just the smash the yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would use Zangief them then for the moves because he had like wrestling moves, you know, he had like suplexes and stuff, and I was into wrestling. Yeah. I still am, but you know, and actually, I'd really appreciate the wrestling stuff now in Zangief. But when I when they mm-hmm. whenever they re released. Uh, Street Fighter on Wii as like a virtual console was when yeah. I started playing as Zangief all of a sudden. I was like, let's try being Zangief. And I realized that like the spinning pal driver in like Street Fighter 2 was so powerful. So I <laughs> kind of just tried to just tried to win with him and and and, and I know what was it in Super Street Fighter he had one where he like comes at him now but but in this new one, yeah, he does one where he like runs, runs at and you, grabs you yeah. and does like this flipping power bomb thing that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, he had that in five too. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, no, he's yeah. great. Like I, I went I've been just kind of just playing random people on the arcade just kind of to get an idea. I watched you said on your stream to that you like Manon, so I played through I, I went through mm. as Manon one time. Uh she's all right. I couldn't I couldn't fully get into her, but oh, I think man. her stuff is interesting. <laughs> but Geef I've played like twice. I went through the arcade mode twice with him just because he's so much fun to play as. Nice. And I and I did a couple of times where you do the where you do the what the drive move and then you do the spinning pile driver. Like I did that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where you can just get oh. right in there and do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Geef does seem really fun in this version. Uh, I haven't tried him out personally yet, but I, I do see him just like wrecking shit in like in like clips from the game already. I am a Manon main. I I have I am locked in right now as a Manon main because uh she she really really kicked, clicked with me. She's so satisfying. Like she's one of the brand. She's one of the new characters uh, just added to Street Fighter Six. Um, and she uh, she's like. She's like a like a fashion designer, like fashion model superstar with with a very like, you know, fashion model like aesthetic. But she is an expert at both ballet and judo, uh, and she incorporates both into her fighting game moveset uh, by like doing like pirouettes and like, you know, like jump kicks, but also also like judo throws and stuff. And the thing, uh, the thing I really love is that she has this momentum-based mechanic where when she throws you, basically, uh, she kind of like has has like an incrementally like increasing like throw stack, basically. Where like if she throws you, her next throw is a little stronger, and then if she throws you again, if she uses a like if she hits you with a command grab, like her next command grab is stronger, and then her next command grab that she hits you with after she hits you with the next one is stronger than that and basically uh you can level up your throws with her until until you are doing like half of an opponent's health with her grapples and uh and that that is uh it's so satisfying to like start kind of modestly with her throws like she's not doing much damage at the beginning and then you are like decimating health bars uh at by the end of the second round because you've stacked up all this throwing power um, yeah, I really like that idea. I've never really heard about that before in any of the yeah. previous Street Fighter games. And 
and as as her throws get stronger they also get like flashier so it's also just really fun visually to like see her go from like you know like uh just like tripping you and pushing you over to suddenly like picking you up and like twirling you around (laughs) and then like grabbing you by the foot and slamming you back onto the ground uh very gracefully because all of her movements are like very very graceful and and like delicate yeah she uh she's (laughs) she's fucking awesome man like i i i thought her design was cool and then i played her and um it was like immediate just like it's like oh shit this is my character uh i was trying out kimberly before then i do like kimberly a lot i think i think she's, she's the one with the, the spray paint right yeah yeah she's like the mm-hmm. graffiti ninja with like the <laughs> with like the the blue highlights in her hair that uh and like the like walkman uh, on her hip that like plays like nineties music on it. Um, I thought she was yeah. supposed to be like the, the Gen Z or, or the zoomer or whatever. And then she's supposed to be like she, the younger kid of this. She, you know? she is, she's like Gen Z. Um, I think she's, she's roughly like college age. Um, she, uh, she's a prodigy that has already graduated from college. So, you know, via street fighter logic, she's probably anywhere from like 15 to 22 years old. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, she's um yeah, she she does have very like Gen Z vibes, but she's uh she's really into retro music, which is music that we listened to when we were that age. <laughs> her her, her face her face kind of reminds me of uh, our friend uh, Janet, uh, Janet, oh. Janet Garcia kind of. Just like the when when there's the close up of her face when they're about to I don't mm-hmm. know, she she reminds me of her. Not because okay. of the spray well, paint or, or anything like that. I just thought that their facial structure <laughs> looks similar. Sure. Yeah, it's like I, I don't know who Janet is, but uh Janet looks cool if she looks anything <laughs> like Kimberly. I thought maybe in the face. Like I don't think that they that they <laughs> right, dress right, the same sure. or anything like that. J- Janet, you might have a great face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you do. <laughs> Good job on that face, Janet. I'm sorry, Janet. I'll stop talking about you. <laughs> She's like famous now. Uh, she worked oh. for IGN and MinMax and a bunch of stuff. But um, yeah, so a lot of the new characters are pretty interesting. Like uh, like Lily, who's like a dis- is, she's like in the family of T Hawk, right? They're like somehow yeah, she's, related. She is a she's a member of T Hawk's tribe. Oh, she's a, okay. She's a Thunderfoot. Yes, that's that's what I thought because they kind of control similar similarly. Like she has they, like they the share little... some moves. Yeah, she has the the Condor dive basically. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. And she has these like I don't know what they are. These killer like hockey sticks or whatever that she uses. Uh, yeah, I forget what they're called either. Like they're not Tonfa, but they're yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look. They they look. They basically kind of look like mini hockey sticks with like uh, like bocce balls on the end of them or something. Yeah, they look like they really hurt if you hit. If you get yeah, hit they're 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 either small hockey sticks or big boomerangs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. I was gonna say she uh, she kind of reminds me of. I'm sure you remember uh, if you remember Kalik from uh, Soul Calibur, where you like hit a couple oh, buttons and he, and, he, and he does a whole bunch of combos. Yep. She kind of reminds me of that, where you hit a couple yeah. buttons and she just keeps going with those fucking. Hockey stick things. Yeah, because yeah, he had the bow, and then that bow move that could be devastating. Yep. Yeah, it's she kind of she yeah. kind of reminds me of him because she had because she can she can do a shit ton of damage too. Like uh, I was I, I use her uh, her super move in the in the world tour mode, which we didn't mention <laughs> that, but in the world tour mode, you can actually you learn stuff from the characters, which was really funny. Yeah. Like seeing seeing my character like when i started i was using <laughs> chung lee's like fighting style right. so like i have this big guy but i'm like walking around all petite like and it's kind of yeah. kind of funny you yeah, know? Pop- like, yeah. yeah popeye doing a spinning bird kick looks very strange <laughs> yeah 
But yeah. even like when you're just because you can use like you can choose your master and you'll use all of the moves that aren't like the super moves. Uh, yeah. So like even when you win, you kind of like do you, you'll move around like Chun Li, like no matter how, yeah. how you are, which is really yeah. it's a really cool thing you can do in there. Yeah, no, it was it was actually really great when uh when I got Marisa as a teacher and like I got her move set because suddenly like Popeye like that makes more real. sense, yeah, because it's yeah, the big, right? Cause, like, big big punches yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like he just has his dukes up now, right? Yeah. Like like Marisa <laughs> does. And he just has these like these armored like fist moves, and it's like, oh, this is perfect. Marisa should have just been Popeye. <laughs> I, yeah, I used to, uh, <laughs> I used that for I like a while the idea too. Of Popeye feeling real <laughs> suddenly. Popeye, <laughs> yeah, <felt real>. yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I like I used her fighting style for a while too. It, she she has this like ridiculousness that is totally a Street Fighter thing, where she like has one of those old Roman helmets, you know, yeah, uh-huh. and then right, where you yeah. can only but, see like her eyes, and then you take it off, and her hair is the exact is same this in the way. Shape of a Roman it's helmet, cut like yeah. it's cut like the Roman helmet. That is a hundred percent a Street Fighter joke. Like that, that I would yeah. expect to see in this series, and it cracks me up. Like the uh, no. that she cut it yeah. out exactly where the eyes are, and it's still she still has the helmet, but now it's her hair. That's that's hilarious. I love it. Yeah, she has. It's my favorite victory pose in the whole game where <laughs> where she like picks up your prone body and starts to carry you off it looks so great yeah she like majestically so princess carries me. you yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no it's fantastic no i um i i tried to do i tried to learn marisa for a bit and i think ultimately she's she's not super my play style but i do like i adore her like character design i'm i'm really loving mm-hmm. kind of the uh the buff lady renaissance we're experiencing <laughs> in terms of like character designs and media, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like Luisa showed up in Encanto and then suddenly we, we've gotten <laughs> all these like amazing buff women designs. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, um, the, we, I mean, speaking of what we'll talk later, but we had the, the Gerudo women from, uh, from Zelda. Like they've been, yeah, buff, they've oh, been buff for a long yeah. time. They did it first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they've, they've been, I mean, you, I mean, especially the, the Breath the of the Gerudos, Wild, Tears the, of the Kingdom, like they're fucking jacked. Like yeah. you can see their muscles and all that. The Gerudos walk so Luisa could run, is what you're saying. <laughs> right. Sure, yeah. yeah. I think it was, wasn't, wasn't like Abby, like super jacked in uh, Last of Us 2, also. I haven't played yes. that game, but I've heard people that, talk that about is like, true. How, yeah. how uh, strong she was and all that. Mm-hmm. What is your fighting style, Daniel? Like, what is, you say that you're drawn to certain characters because of, uh, because of your play style. Like, what is that? Sean actually like <laughs> like we like we were talking right and I was like oh yeah M- Manon is like I really love Manon and and Sean's and Sean's like yeah you do love momentum based characters that uh get to carry their momentum into the next round and are also weird grapplers and <laughs> and I'm like that's really highly specific and I can't argue with what you just said. I can't like that's that's so weirdly specific, but I can't dispute it. Yeah, I do do that. Yeah, no, I I like uh, I I like characters with weird mechanics. Like I always like to play when I play a fighting game. I like to find the character that plays like a character that I can't find in another fighting game. Right. Mm-hmm. In uh, one of my favorite fighting games is uh, is the fighting game spinoff for Persona Four. Right, Persona Four Arena Ultimax. Oh yeah, I have that game. Um, yeah, and uh, and they they adapted uh, Junpei from Persona Three as as a fighting game character into that game. But what they do with him in Ultimax is they basically in the story of the game they they've turned him into like a a, a junior baseball coach. Um, and his move set is that he plays baseball in in the fighting game. Like 
he has a bat and whenever he hits you with the bat you he he fills a base that is represented by this little meter in the bottom right of the screen mm. <laughs> and uh and and the more bases he lands you know he eventually like fills up the bases uh and then he has super moves that will like cash those in and get a home run and then that ups his baseball score the higher his baseball score is the more damage his bat moves do uh he starts regaining health automatically during the match uh in in an amount that's proportionate to his baseball score he starts gaining meter automatically during the match and so basically if you are really good at playing baseball in the fighting game then you become this unstoppable character and you get to keep your baseball score between rounds so nice so so in in that way uh Junpei and Manon are similar and only in that way uh but uh but yeah like it's uh, I I yeah I like finding weirdos uh and the weirdos I find always end up being pretty low tier and I kind of get that sense that Manon might be too because like she if you can if you can land if you can land grabs with her she becomes unstoppable but that's if you can land grabs with her and if your opponent is good at staying away from you then you remain kind of useless um i'm i, I love mano so much that i'm putting the work in um but i've actually been uh been playing a lot of versus mode with my fiance devin and uh and Devin has really taken a liking to Jamie, the uh, the drunken. Oh, you haven't played as him yet. Yeah, the drunken boxing character who, like, you know, who who can take swigs of his um his not alcoholic drink, his <laughs> his herbal key enhancing concoction. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that that is what the game is canonically calling it. And, uh, and he takes and he takes swigs of it, and, and the drunker he gets off of key juice, the the more powerful he is, and the the more moves he can do. And Devin has gotten very good at avoiding my Manon and like running away from me all over the screen, and I'm just sitting there with like level one grabs and not being able to do much to him. And uh, he's like Street Fighter's Bo, Bo Raicho, right? You remember that guy from Mortal yes. Kombat? Yes, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, the drunk, the drunk yeah. fighter. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's borracho, right? It's a borracho. It's like a, a Spanish for that's drunk. I think or Spanish or, for yeah. drunkard. Yeah. Oh, oh, midway. Oh, oh, two thousands midway. Borracho was like, uh, yeah, he was like GameCube, PlayStation Two, uh, Mortal Kombat character. I think he was on a list. Daijin mm-hmm. did a list of like top ten worst Mortal Kombat characters, and he was in <laughs> yeah, there. But... Ja- yeah, Jamie <laughs> yeah. farts way less. As far oh, yeah, as he I farts can tell, all the time too. As, yeah. as far as I can tell, Jamie does not fart nearly as much. Yeah. <laughs> and he does not set his farts on fire to uh, burn you alive. Right. Mm. That you yeah. know of. That I know of. He I could mean, be off camera, that. he could be a fart machine. <laughs> just every time, turns off. every it's time I turn the system time. off, he's just murdering people with his fart fires. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't really, I haven't really messed around with him that much. Uh, not even like. A, yeah, in the arcade mode, I don't think I've even really played against him. It's the the roster looks kind of small, but there's actually there's a lot of them in there, and there's a lot of variety too. So it's eighteen, which is eighteen characters at launch, and that's kind of standard for fighting games in mm-hmm. this like era of of fighting games. Honestly, yeah. like if like it it's kind of a bummer because uh, basically the whole roster plus the first season of DLC uh, leaked a year ago, right? Um, like the the first twenty two characters that are going to be in this game leaked a year ago and we didn't know how many of them were going to be in the base roster but at my fingers crossed it was going to be all 22 and i would have waited like another year for that to happen if i had to but instead it's 18 so it feels like 
a little disappointing because I've known about the four characters they're going to release yeah. over the next year for a year. And now I have to wait like till 2024 to find out what else is coming. But 18 is like not a bad number for, for a fighting game these days. Like, like, yeah, most, most fighting games launch with around that number these days, unless you're King of Fighters. Uh, and then you have to launch with close to 50 or your roster feels small. <laughs> or, or like right. or like Smash Brothers, which has like, what, like 100 well, or 100 now? Yeah, or yeah. Smash Bros. Yeah. yeah, or Smash Bros. Yeah. Who who are the DLC ones that, that were unveiled like the, or that were leaked or whatever? Uh, yeah, so they, they've been officially announced now. Like Cap, Capcom has said publicly that these characters are coming over the next year. Um, this summer, we're getting Rashid um from street fighter 5 this fall we're getting a new character called aki with uh aki has a very cool design yeah aki man from uh wcw (laughs) on n64 (laughs) if only (laughs) yeah she uh yeah she's got a pretty cool design and she also seems to be thematically tied to uh fong from street fighter 5 um she's also from china like fong like fong like the the weird like gangly like poison man with like the sleeves I don't know if you. Oh yeah, no, I, I yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, she, yeah, she seems to have some kind of story connection to him, but she's a lot cooler looking <laughs> than, uh, than like, than like after Aki, we're getting uh, Ed, also from Street Fighter Five. A lot of Street Fighter Five ties in this season, I guess, and then Akuma, and then Akuma after Ed. Um, and those are the first four characters we're getting, uh, like as DLC. Oh yeah, I figured. I figured he was coming eventually. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Akuma is inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. How many? How many are in the whole Street Fighter universe? How many fighters? And how many are in Ooh, this game? Um, like that's a good lot. So yeah. So the um. So the Street Fighter franchise overall probably has like close to a hundred characters that have been that have been playable at different times in the franchise, right? Like, uh, like, I don't know, a, a minimum of 80 at this point. And, uh, and every, every new street fighter game, they kind of grab, like, you know, they have to only grab like a handful of characters that have been, that have been available previously. And then they have Main to add stage. new characters on yeah. top of that. Yeah. They, they so, still yeah, have the, the, the regular eight though, from the first, Oh, from two, right? Like there's yeah, nobody they, missing <laughs> like the, you yeah. know, like Blanca and, and, uh, Yes, and and Dalsim and and those those guys they're they're also yeah here. they they have the original eight yeah and they actually yeah they have the original eight and they also have Cami from two and DJ from two yeah DJ is pretty and cool now he's, DJ he's is some, pretty yeah. cool now yeah DJ is pretty cool now um, even if like um, he's voiced by a uh, Zeno Robinson who is an excellent voice actor I love I love a lot of Zeno Robinson's performances. Um, his Jamaican accent feels a little rough. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's fine when he's like just doing moves, you know? Yes. Yeah. He's when, like when announcing he's... the name of the move, it's fine. But if he's talking for an extended period, you're sitting there thinking, like, that man yeah. is not from Jamaica. <laughs> when when he's speaking in full sentences during his arcade mode story, it it yeah. stands out a bit. It mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Yeah. I've only, I've but I think they did a good job. Tour. I do think they did a great job with DJ overall, though. I love yeah. that he just has a special move where he could just dance for yes. an indefinite amount of time. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. I'm just waiting for like a, somebody to stunt on somebody using that in a tournament. You know? Yeah. I'm yes. just, that's oh, yeah, totally. So great. Like, yeah, the, your own like little taunt in there. Uh, yeah. I, I yeah, like how it was it Ken is a terrorist now, or he was like falsely accused <laughs> of being a terrorist <laughs> and he like went to jail or something. Like, okay, this so whole, like, 
Yeah, there's so, this whole thing going on with that. So one one of the things that bugs me is actually the like the way that Street Fighter Six is handling Street Fighter lore, right? Because I love that like all the the game actually has story now. They're into implementing all the single player stuff, but it also feels at the same time in the, in the timeline of Street Fighter. This is actually for the first time in over a decade. This is the this is the last game in the timeline, right? For uh, since since 1999, Street Fighter 3 was the last game in the timeline, right? Mm-hmm. Like Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5 take place before the events of Street Fighter 3. And they were really afraid to go past 3, like chronologically for, for over a decade. So 6 is now like um, the characters are the oldest they've ever been in Street Fighter 6, right? They did this big time skip. And it feels like there's a great opportunity to do like really cool story and lore stuff. And it feels like they're almost afraid to advance things like plot wise. Um, it and seems even- like every story, you know, arcade mode that you did, like the last fight was preceded with a cutscene where their rival was like, if you can beat me, I'll give you important information. And then after <laughs> it's like, I couldn't get the information. <laughs> it's like every yeah. time, There were like three in a row like that. Yeah. Like the- you're just getting no story stuff. The the one the one that killed me the most though was Ken's where where like Ken has like this really interesting story setup. He's one of the only characters that does it feels like, and he's like, yeah, since the events of Street Fighter Five, I've been framed for terrorism, <laughs> but also, yeah, <laughs> but also I've already cleared my name. Yeah, <laughs> that's all in the beginning. But, yeah, <laughs> but now I'm mad at the guy who framed me. Yeah, it's very I, much I haven't like, gotten over it yet. It's like that's Ken, my what story. happened, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, it's like, why? Why wouldn't you at least like let us like ex- like play through the part where he's mm-hmm. framed, right? Like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? Uh... <laughs> why? Like that's that is an interesting story hook. Like, show us his journey of being framed. Like, let us be there when he clears his <laughs> name. But it's, it's <laughs> like if the first Die Hard movie had been Bruce Willis going, "I can't believe what happened at Nakatomi Plaza." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, he he, kind of, he was giving me some Cody vibes, I guess. You know, with like, uh, yeah, being mm, you know, know. that same sort of energy. You know, like yeah, I, oh, yeah, he's just like missing broke. the prison outfit. You're yeah, right. yeah, right. Yeah. But it's kind of kind of had a little bit of a. I hope that they bring Cody in there eventually. I don't know if that's been leaked or whatever. But I, I was a big Cody guy for Street Fighter Alpha Three. I love that game. I, I played the shit out of Cody, and I played Cody a lot for Street Fighter Four. Cody like, is a fan favorite. Yeah, Cody is a fan favorite. I think that he will be in the game before they stop making characters for it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it might, you know, yeah, it might be like 2026 or 2027 before you see him, but you'll see him. I, I feel confident yeah. about that. Because they do, boy, it's the Street Fighter games, like a Street Fighter game comes out and you're safe in the knowledge that you're playing that game for like a decade. They're just well, it's got to it's gotta be released not... released two more times, right? If they want to go right, exactly. uh, with yeah. the Street Fighter 4 version where you got Street Fighter 4 yeah, and then Super, Super Street, Street Fighter, Fighter 4, 4 and Ultra. Street Fighter 4. Yeah. yeah. Super, at, at Super least, was so good, at, though. One one thing that was nice about five is that the upgrades were were also just like updates instead of another sixty dollar game that you had mm, to buy. Yeah, yeah. you know, like you, yeah, that was just also an in game update. You could buy Champion Edition if you hadn't yet, but Champion Edition was also just an update you could mm. do to the to the base game, which you know, which I guess is nice. 
we could uh we could probably talk about this for like another two hours, but I should probably yeah. <laughs> start to put a pin in here on Street Fighter. Yeah, but, sure. but John for sure. John doesn't John hasn't played Street Fighter Six or you don't really play fighting games. Well, I mean, really. what do you think about all this all that we've been talking about about Street Fighter Six? Do you have any questions? Most intriguing thing to me is 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 the city. Like like mm-hmm. I'm I'm wondering it seems like like the city is a major aspect of the game but how how successful do you feel that they were at making it feel like one game altogether versus oh there's a fighting game you know mm-hmm. one-on-one fighting and then there's this other thing where you wander around the city like th- does it really feel like it's all one cohesive game or does it feel like two disparate modes mashed together i think they do like 65 percent of a good job at kind of a kind of using world tour to introduce you to the gameplay concepts that you'll be experiencing in the other modes. I think, I think most, I think a lot of it does feel like, yeah, like they, they have, they have this open world beat em up RPG like game over here. And then they have this cool fighting game over here. Okay. Um, but uh, while you play through world tour, it does like, you know, it does kind of teach you concepts and like, you know, like a few hours into world tour, it's like, Oh, Hey, here's how to do super moves. Hey, here's how to do drive impacts in world tour. And uh, here's how to do parries. Right. And then, and then you can take that knowledge and kind of, kind of bring it into the, the base game, the regular game. That's what I was kind of thinking. It might be like, it, yeah, it, it, it gave me sort of vibes of uh, remember in smash brothers brawl, there was the, the story mode in that. Oh yeah. What was it? A uh, something subspace emis- emissary. Subspace. Oh yeah, yeah subspace yeah. emissary. Yeah. I, when that when yeah. that when that got announced, I was like, cool. They're making it like into a full fledged story mode. When I played it, it was like, oh, this is actually just like this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, there was. Uh, it's like a. It's like they put a Kirby game in there almost. Yeah, right? and yeah. there were there yeah, was yeah, the ultra Smash ultra had that thing too, or ultimate had its own like single player that didn't make sense either. Like the oh yeah, World of Light. World of yeah. Light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that, Although, one, that one was better, but yeah, at least the combat in that was actual like yeah. Smash Bros. combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, actually, actually, like there's almost like I think there's some overlap between World Tour and Subspace Emissary because like one one thing I think I will say is that I think I think if you really dedicate yourself to World Tour, if you get like really good at playing World Tour, and then you try to play like the regular Street Fighter Six game, you'll be bad at Street Fighter Six. <laughs> If yeah. like if if you if you put all your skills into being good at the world tour part specifically, right? Yeah, well, you can't use items mid mid match and uh, yeah, right. Street Fighter yeah. Six, which I saw people being mad about that. I'm like, no, that's I I think it's great. Like you're getting your ass kicked, just like just just pop a pop a Red Bull real quick. You got your life back. You know, it's cool. I, I think that's a good feature for that mode. <laughs> I think that mm-hmm. mode would be more frustrating if, although I, I do think the implementation of it is clunky. I think like. I, I feel like other games like this, you would just like be able to like hold L2 and press square and drink the drink the energy drink that way instead of being like, oh, I have to pause what I'm doing. Right. I have to open up an items menu. I have to mm-hmm. click the Red Bull. I have to back out of these menus now and and start the match again, basically. Sure. Yeah, like like World Tour has a lot of cool ideas and it feels like they kind of like they they slapped the idea in there and then they just kept going to the next one sure without like polishing the idea or making it like or like really figuring out like good quality of life ways to implement that mm-hmm. it is a, yeah. i've seen people say it's a little grindy and i think it kind of is too like it it's a little grindy yeah. I've, I've played it for 10 hours and i still can only do like a level one super move 
Like I don't know how long it's going <laughs> to yeah. take till you get to level two or three, but I think you have oh, to. Man. I think you have to level because you have to level up your relationships with all the like regular fighters to a yes. certain level before you get those moves, and that takes a long ass time. Like because it everybody has its time. own has its own like level up thing, like depending on which yeah. character you're using or whatever, and that's kind of its own annoying thing because you have your yeah, regular that... levels and then you have like your Chung Li level and your Kami level and whatever you know, like it's all separate. Yeah, that does feel pretty grindy, and I also know that um they've uh. Each uh each character has a an unlockable costume that you can then uh that the, you can then apply to that character in in the base game. But I know that that's trapped behind like relationship building grinding. <laughs> like you have to you know you have to get your relationship up with a character like really high, and then okay. they'll be like, "Here's my costume for the base game." <laughs> oh yeah, you got to uh, give them specific gifts and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Because uh, yeah, there's certain things that I looked at a whole list like of like who wants what or whatever you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's cool that uh, each character seems to have unique dialogue for each gift. I do like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like I, I like I, I gave a Resident Evil ripoff game to Luke. Oh, he likes like, that. He likes oh, that this though, yeah. this game's really scary. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to play this with the lights on because I'm scared. <laughs> it's it seems to be like the, the only the ones that they like they'll say different things. If you say something they don't like, they're like, oh, that's cool. I'll take it or whatever. Oh, really? okay, okay. So it's not every single. Okay. So I, I just, I just. I I was good at figuring out that that was a Luke gift. <laughs> I looked at a yeah. I just looked at a thing because I'm like I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny <laughs> yeah. that the DJ likes warm beer. Like you give him warm beer and he likes it. <laughs> just like whatever. What? But what? Wait, you you can give someone warm beer? Yeah, it's a like... it's a gift. That's it's just warm beer and DJ. That's that's one of his favorite gifts. <laughs> okay, that actually baffles me because <laughs> I could have sworn that the reason that jamie drinks herbal concoctions instead of just regular alcohol was so oh, yeah. that was so that capcom wouldn't have to slap like an alcohol use oh the, uh, uh there's like there, warning onto their esrb rating right oh, no, like, there's I, more I figured, beer in there yeah yeah but <laughs> apparently you could just give beer to dj and he'll he'll glug glug have a great time yeah he'll be like oh it's warm i gotta put it in the fridge or something i don't think he actually likes it being warm but that's like one of his favorite gifts i don't know i don't understand <laughs> Okay. But that's just how it is in the game. It says it says warm beer on the description. It's right there. I don't know. That's that's so strange. That's super yeah, strange that's to me. Like why why not just let Jamie drink beer then? Or I'll you know, or like sake or whatever. Yeah, maybe well, it, whatever. that's excess excess or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. We should yeah, we should probably uh we should <laughs> yeah. wrap up Street Fighter. I know that we didn't even talk about like right. the modern controls or whatever. Uh, you oh, can play yeah. it like Smash Brothers now. There's a modern control yeah. where you don't have to learn the whatever. But there's like you know there's there's reasons to not do it. Like your 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 attacks aren't as strong, right? If you use the modern controls, you, and you don't have access uh, to all of the moves. You don't have also, access right? to all the moves. That's the big one. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And it's like a it's like a smaller percentage or whatever. I just yeah, I just use yeah. classic. I don't I yeah. haven't fucked with. They kind of force you to use the modern for the first like. However do, many, yeah, right. which is, which and I thought I was silly. going crazy while I was doing the single player. I was like, <laughs> I, tur I was like, I turned it off. Like, why is it still there? And then I just looked it up, and it's like, no, you got to get through the first like two missions before you can actually turn it off. I'm like, okay, well, that's stupid. It, it that was stupid. I I do like that modern is mostly optional. Besides that, and I think it is a nice option for for players that that have a lot of trouble with fighting 
in-game controls. Yeah. I really like that they put that in as an yeah. option. I have been classic all the way as soon as I had access to it. You know, I've, I've touched modern as little as possible, but I am the kind of player that's been playing classic for decades. Like that's that's been playing with that control scheme for decades. That's what I'm used to. I like that they put modern in, in there as an option. They're just um, they're yeah. trying to make it more accessible to to different people. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think that's a good call. I, I do like that they did that, even if I didn't take that option myself. Me too. For yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, um. Well, we're let's just take a real quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about uh, Zelda and all that stuff. Nice. Okay. All righty. you it's me mario yeah you <laughs> subscribe to our patreon to hear our bonus shows which happen every month i'm a tired tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon feeding you the same old video game news on every single show ah spaghetti ah ravioli then expand Nintendo main expansion pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over. Everyone who battled me, they fallin' like an avalanche Got them fallin' back to back Take them all just hand to hand Y'all going home for better pack your bag I'm a heavy hitter, come take a sip of this potion Float like a butterfly, I'm floating like the ocean Battle cries of music to my ears, I'm the composer Y'all can never hurt me, got you wilting like the roses back from the break i forgot yeah. to say it at the beginning but we did get some questions from our from our facebook community uh group and i do want to answer those Ooh. before we get into and then we'll talk about tears of the kingdom stuff all right so we so we got a we got a question on our community from uh from hutch 
asking us, and I'll read what, what they said in the community, and of course I want to know from what you and Sean, uh, Sean and Daniel think as well. He says, so you're, bo- you're booting up, launching, starting, however you want to word it, a new game. Do you A, press start and go, B, I must fiddle with the settings first, or <laughs> C, what's a video game? I already answered this one on the on the community. I said, as I always do, uh, you know, if it's a 3D game, I go to settings and invert the aim, invert the camera. That's what I do. Sure. Every time. But mostly I before just I start. Jump in and go. I'm, I'm interested in, in playing it the way that the developers intended. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. maybe like once I get an hour or two in and start to feel like, yeah, you know, I don't know, like this or that. Maybe, maybe sometimes. Yeah. 5% of the times, you know, go in and change things. But I, I'm some, I like to just experience it as intended. Sure. Um, I feel like for most of my life, I've been a press start and go kind of person. Just like, just like, yeah, I, I assume yep. that the default settings are the best settings. Yep. I'm just going to hop you, in there. You never read the manuals as a kid, did you? Um, I never did. <laughs> <laughs> Only read them when I was uh, stuck. <laughs> I, I, I read them to, to find out cool lore tidbits and not for control stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I would read the. I would read the the WarioWare Mega Micro Games manual to like to find out why Wario is friends with all these people <laughs> and not how to control the game. How did Jimmy get so cool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that remains a mystery to this day. Yeah, he's he's a he's wearing a wig too. I don't know. Yeah, what's, what's up yeah, that. he is. That yeah. is a wig. Yeah, um, he's 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 just a weird Japanese guy with a with an afro and and not. And not what you would think when you look at him. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and that's canon. Uh, however, um, now I um these days, actually, uh, a because I've been streaming more um, and B, because a lot of games have accessibility options now. And I just I'm, I want to see what they are because I'm really interested in in accessibility options for games. Um, even if I don't you even if I don't end up using them, I want to see what they are, um, you know. Uh, it's also, um, for example, uh, Sean's Sean's colorblind. It's cool to be able to like see if a game has colorblind options, so that if I recommend it to Sean, I can be like, oh hey, I you know I open up the setting. This game has has colorblind options. Yeah, so I I do settings now, but I didn't used to. I didn't used to, but I think nowadays I am a fiddle with settings kind of person. I've just it's, transformed into that over the years. It's it's funny you say that because for me it's actually been the opposite. <laughs> I used to always go to settings first because I just I wanted to see what was there. I wanted to see the ways that I could customize the experience to suit me. But as you know, time has progressed and I've gotten older and games have gotten more complicated. Now it's like when I go into settings first, it's like four pages long and I don't know what 70% of it means. <laughs> so I'm in there and I'm like, par- turn on party mode. What does that mean? Uh, you know, and I just don't know, you know, kind of in relation to gameplay, what will happen if I turn it on or off. And so lately, more and more often, I've been jumping in. And then if I'm playing for a while and I'm like, this is kind of annoying, I go into settings to see if I can change whatever this is, <laughs> um, which I guess also includes, you know, colorblind options if they're necessary. I will say it's been really nice uh, that colorblindness has been more of a focus of accessibility options in the past few years, because there was a long time where like, if I was colorblind and I, I mean, I am colorblind, but you know, if I was going into a game <laughs> as a colorblind person, I should say it was basically just like, well, that sucks. This puzzle is all about reds and greens. And uh, like they're in the original resident evil four, there's this puzzle where you have to like 
kind of move lights around to create a particular colored pattern in order to progress. And I just couldn't see what the colors were. And I just had to guess. I just cycled through every possible pattern until I happened to get the right one. Uh, so playing Resident Evil 4 Remake, it was really great that, you know, they had actually taken into consideration the fact that some people can't tell the difference between red and green. What did uh, you do about the red greens and uh, the red herbs and the green herbs? I think it said uh, so it. I, it's it does say it um but he, but if you're like looking at it in the it just out in the world you know yeah i guess so um i my level of colorblindness is like i can tell stoplight red and stoplight green apart but when it gets into more of a territory where it's a little more kind of bland it's hard for me but yeah to to getting back to the topic of hand i yeah I now jump in and then go into settings as necessary. Whereas before I used to always go to settings first. That's, um, that's very me and yeah. Sean. Like we will, we will start on, <laughs> we will start on opposite ends of, of an, of like, of a, of a thing. And then we will uh, both end up at the ends we were originally at that's and just true. kind of pass each other on the way that that's totally true <laughs> over nice. like the last like 20 years of our friendship i i've lost count of how many times that's happened nice um let's see uh so uh yeah people from the community said uh joel dewitt said a usually don't give into set settings unless something requires me to otis said b fiddle with the settings first uh my wife just said i press start and see if the controls are after intuitive <laughs> <laughs> fair is that a setting and then the controls that you want your controls F or intuitive? <laughs> I wish, right? You know, you could switch from on one to the other. I might want them F. I love those tank controls. Yeah, when I want to make it F to see, yeah, to see how weird it is. <laughs> F F around and find out. <laughs> uh, Fuchsia said it depends on its if it's PC or console audio always needs mm. to be adjusted on PC games. But Switch That's games, fair. you can press play and go. Hmm. And also, uh, if you're listening, Fuchsia, I wanted to say sorry about uh, Avocado. I just found out online that her that she lost a cat like yesterday. Aww. So, That's so we send our send all the best to you for that. Yeah. And uh, I think that was it for that for that one. I'm uh, okay. I'm glad I'm glad none of your listeners uh, had trouble knowing what a video game was. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. I'm glad no one picked C. The second question was: You just rolled credits on a game you've been anticipating and waiting for for years, loving every minute. Now you a uh, go to New Game Plus slash post game, unwilling for the party to stop, unwilling to let go. Uh, B go outside, touch grass, need to breathe a moment <laughs> before starting something else. Uh, C, hardcore, close and delete data, yank the game out, insert, launch, <laughs> next adventure. My backlog's so big, I can't not hit the next button. Or my favorite one is D, that was the top of the mountain, there will be nothing better, swears off gaming, snaps controller over knee, and burns system in effigy, turning away from the medium in its entirety, never to return. I don't think anybody's ever going to answer that one, but there you I go. I mean, if I had, why would I be here on this game? <laughs> yeah, right? Because <laughs> you, you like suffering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I well, I, you know, the person who asked this, Hutch, like, I think he has an idea of like the way I play games. I basically try to do, I try to do as much as I can before before the end of the game. So like I, even though on this show I say many a times that I'll go back and play a game again, I I rarely ever do. Yeah, I mostly just yeah. move on to the next thing. Sure. But if it's a big game like Xenoblade or like Zelda or whatever. I'll try to do all the things that I want to do before I actually go to the final part. Sure. You know, mm -hmm. so then when I get yeah. there, I'll stop playing it for a while, unless there's DLC, and then I'll come back. Right. Um. Actually, yeah, our, our play styles are are very similar. Um. Like I'm I'm basically the same way. Uh, once the credits roll, like I will want I will want to like 
to play a game again or like start a game over, you know, and my I just my brain does not allow me to look back once the credits have rolled like mm. I, I will love a game um, like I play <laughs> I played through Pokemon Scarlet like I devoured that game Violet I played through Pokemon Violet devoured that game uh, you know uh, ran credits listened to Ed Sheeran for a little while <laughs> yeah you had to yeah yeah. On you. <laughs> yeah not not by choice yeah fucking by necessity i listened that to Ed Sheeran, and uh and i was really interested to find out what the post game was right like i was really like it's like it's like po- pokemon has been so bad at post games lately but i want to see if if violet like comes back with something that interests me and then credits rolled i turned off the system i went to bed and I never turned the game back on again, even though I was interested in finding out what the post game was. Mm. Um, uh, I, I actually did like I I turned it I turned it back on like months later uh, because of the the prehistoric Suicune event. Uh, but yeah, like I if, if it weren't for that, like I, I probably never would have touched the post game. I do think there's a difference for me between new game plus and post game um, yeah. new, new game plus I'll. I'll never like I'll never do even if I want to post game uh, if if I've got the right momentum going, I'll I'll see what comes next. But it, for, it depends but, on but what's, a, what's there, I guess. Right. You know, like, yeah, if it's, yeah. Yeah. But but a lot of the times, like seeing the credits is just a switch that flips in my brain. That's like you're done. Mm-hmm. Mission accomplished. What's next? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think for Pokemon. Yeah. I came back and I tried to find some of the legendary stuff. Until yeah. I got really annoyed with trying to find the, the things to open the gate, and then I just kind of just stopped playing after that. But I was like, I will catch all of the Pokemon, and then I just, you know, I didn't. I played it a little bit afterwards and moved on to the next Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love those I, 50 I hours. That, I think I'll try to go back and play, you know, whatever bonus content there is. Sure. Try to do that right away, but typically, you know, I'll, I'll just move quickly on to the next game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always like start new game plus. If there's a new game plus, I will 100% of the time start new game plus. Whether or not I go past like the starting town after I start new game plus is basically a coin flip. Like uh, I may just kind of begin that and then go like, yeah, you know, this seems kind of fun. I'll, I'll go in with my stats and I'll just crush the story or, you know, I'll try it on higher difficulty or whatever. And then I'll just never play the game again. Uh, but sometimes I get really into it and I do beat the game a second time. It depends entirely on, I don't know, the tides, you know, the, yeah. the gravity that's being exerted on me by the moon. Uh, who, who knows? But uh, yeah, I guess out of all of you, I'm probably the most likely to do New Game Plus. But even yeah. for me, it's spotty. Yeah, it has to be something pretty important, I think, to do. To do new yeah, game yeah, yeah. I, and unless unless it's Hitman, right, John? Like you, you played that game like a million times. <laughs> played that forever and ever. Yeah, five hundred. Never in the game for me. Yeah, so it depends on the game for John because I know you play you'll play some things just over and over and over again. That's like there are some games though where the end of the game is practically the the beginning of the game, and it's like sure. okay, now you're free to go do everything else. I feel like the game we're about to talk talk yeah. about is is one of those. Mm-hmm. That, you know, and I'm wondering, Hutch, did you beat? Tears of the Kingdom is that what prompted this question? He did, yeah, he did beat it. Congratulations! I, I, I know that because I saw because you know they it, anybody who who wants to can tag us whenever you get to credits on uh, on Twitter for our beat of the week stuff that we mm-hmm. do or whatever. And uh, yeah, he tagged us on that and got to the end of uh, Tears of the Kingdom. So nice. He's he uh, he plays games very fast. Like he beat like Xenoblade okay. Chronicles three in like forty hours or something like that, which is insane. Because it took me like very fast. Wow, Jesus, it took me like one hundred and twenty hours to get through that game. But yeah, it's right. uh, he's he's like an RPG speedrunner of sorts. So <laughs> huh. wow, yeah. Some of the people in the community uh, 
Uh, my wife just said, I always go for a little New Game Plus if it's available to see, if I like it. For me, the backlog is just returning to other games I've loved. I loved until something new comes out that I must play, but for me, they're actually few and far between. Just sure. is kind of like, it's kind of like John, like likes to play like the same same games uh, for a lot of time. I know uh, they put like a thousand hours into Animal Crossing. <laughs> so Yeah, same. <laughs> I didn't put, I put like 500, but you know. That was the or, only yeah, game. I, I don't know offhand how many I put into it, but I know that I did play Animal Crossing New Horizons longer than any of my friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I stuck it out for like a year after everyone I knew stopped playing that game. I got all the KK Slider songs. I haven't looked back since. <laughs> yeah, then he <laughs> slid on out. But did you yeah. make videos of them on YouTube like I did? Oh, no. <laughs> I recorded all of them oh, and put them wow. all up there. I got a lot of views for that. So it's... Nice, nice. Well, because when yeah, I did no, it, like if, not if a whole lot of people for... had done it. Yeah. If I'm looking for a KK song, your channel pops up, you know, more often than not. So, huh. oh, yeah. Good, good job. Oh, cool. Yeah. Some of those earlier ones I got in there are pretty, mm-hmm. pretty good. So cool. So, yeah. So you see one there. Let's see. Uh, Carrie Chandler said, I start the next game in my enormous backlog. Uh, Fusa <laughs> said, I mostly only play endless games Animal Crossing, The Sims, hmm. um, ESO. Was Elder Scrolls? Yes, so. Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, Elder Scrolls Online, yeah. So yeah. I don't understand what this quote-unquote finishing games means. <laughs> the game's question means usually the credits roll pretty early on because of their endless nature. Yeah. Mm. Mike Mike Alberton, who's on uh, the the games my mom my mom found podcast. I was on his show. Uh, he <laughs> he he does. Um, I, I found it very interesting. He does the C option. Basically deletes the game and the data and goes on to the next thing because that's like how wow. he runs his show. He does like retro stuff and he'll play the game, be mm-hmm. done with it, n- like get rid of it, go to the next thing. Okay. Not, not even not yeah. even look back. So even <laughs> if he liked it, it's I guess that's just the way you got to cover things for the show or whatever. So sure. But yeah, thanks such for sending in those questions and it's always fun to answer them on there. And it's nice when we have a uh, extra guest to to talk about it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On here, love answering questions. We should uh, we should probably talk about that that big game that's been we've still been talking about for weeks. Uh, sure. The breath. Uh, no, whatever it's called, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I, I saw you you streamed some of it for a little bit, Daniel. I, I saw you. I saw you on there. I did. Yeah, I did. There was a Monday where I was trying to where I was streaming Tears of the Kingdom, and both you and Fuchsia were st- st- streaming at the same time. It's like oh, everybody's. It's like everybody I know is playing Tears of the Kingdom, but yeah. it, but I mean, you know, everybody was. But how? Uh, I don't know. How do, how have you liked it? How far have you gotten? So uh, I actually haven't gotten too, super far. Um, I, I've, I've found that my experience with Tears of the Kingdom has been really interesting because I feel like Breath of the Wild, uh, that game mostly devoured me until I was done, <laughs> right? Like I... I, you know, I started Breath of the Wild and um, and just on and off for the next month or so, like that was that was what beckoned to my free time the most, right? It's like, yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta check out this area. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. And Tears of the Kingdom, like I, I, I streamed it for like basically a week straight and I had a really good time doing it. And then I, and then I played a bit more off stream, a decent amount more off stream. I've mostly only done like the stuff in the Rito village, like the main story stuff in the Rito village, the bird place. And uh, after doing that um, and like a few more, a few more off story things. One, one major thing I did was like, as soon as I could, I just went straight to Terrytown to see what was new in Terrytown uh, because Terrytown was my favorite part of breath of the wild. And I, I just wanted so to many see people's it. favorite part. It's home, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I wanted <laughs> to see how Hudson and his wife were doing. 
I, I was there. At your, I was there at your wedding. I was there at your wedding. How are you guys doing? Yeah, they have a kid um, now with that same yeah. dumb, same dumb haircut that he has. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I I love I love baby Hudson. Yeah, little that little scamp. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> So I, I went there to go see how that was doing. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah, there's a baby. But then like then after that, I I realized um, that the game wasn't pulling me in as much as Breath of the Wild was. And I don't think it's because it's a worse game. I think in a lot of ways, it's a better game. It's obviously a bigger game. Yeah. It's like it's even more ambitious than Breath of the Wild was. And it's it's really impressive and incredible but i like i've seen all these footage all this footage of like people doing these amazing things in the game and i think like uh like you know people using the tools in the game to create these fucking contraptions and like (laughs) and doing these making these monstrosities with the physics engine or like or like korok torture machines or like or like fucking mechs you know and i i guess like this feeling came over me of of just like that i need an engineering degree to be good at this game mm. uh like the the creative the creative tools right the 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 engineering puzzles and the and the things you can make actually like uh feel enough out of my reach i feel like i'm not smart enough to really take advantage of these tools in the game that like that I haven't felt as motivated to play because I, I feel like I'm I'm not like uh, I'm not the right person to play Tears of the Kingdom. I feel like the right person is is you know fucking like making like walking golems uh, and like riding them like into the depths, you know. And I'm I'm sitting here. It's like oh hey, I just figured out that if you if you put this little if you put the stabilizer. Uh, on this cooking pot, it can like fling you, uh, like you you get you turn into a little human trebuchet. That's neat. That took me five hours. <laughs> that took me hours to figure out, and that made me feel smart. And then like I log on to TikTok and I see someone uh, fucking like you know fucking making Optimus Prime in tears, you know, yeah. and I yeah um it's it's weird it's it's both a really good game and i've been like kind of weirdly discouraged from playing it just because like i don't i feel stupid (laughs) i feel stupid playing tears of the kingdom and seeing other people's accomplishments and maybe i shouldn't compare my own experience to other people's experiences maybe i'm ruining the game for myself by doing that but uh but yeah that that's kind of that's kind of been my journey so far and i'm sure I'm sure that I'm I'm gonna boot the game back up and do more temples because I am still invested in the game story. I still wanna I still wanna get Hudson's kid to learn about her Gerudo heritage and and go off to to camp or whatever. Um, but I yeah I, I I've dropped it for like a couple weeks now wow. and I haven't I haven't even missed it that much. I think that like when you get into your own head about stuff like that, it can be hard to get out of the mindset of like, I'm not playing this game properly, you know, or like, I don't have, uh, I mean, that happens to me with fighting games sometimes where I'm like, I'm never going to be good enough to, I'm never going to be as good as Justin Wong. What's even the (laughs) point of me playing this at all? You know what I mean? (laughs) What goes viral is all. What goes by to me is like the the amazing uh, mm-hmm. contraption that people are building. What yeah. doesn't go viral is the twenty million 
janky uh, <laughs> <laughs> piles uh, of junk, you know, that everybody's yeah, making every day. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I'm, uh, I, last week at my office job, I did a full week of overtime. Like I did, uh, extra days uh, or extra hours every day. And so to reward myself this Friday, when I get paid, I'm getting tears of the kingdom and I'm getting street fighter six. Yeah. And I've been looking forward to tears of the kingdom for a while. And there is an extent in the back of my mind where I'm like, man, I'm never going to be able to, you know, make a, a Jeep with a full suspension. <laughs> like I saw in this one TikTok. you know, there is an extent to where I have that in mind, but I think the reason that I haven't been put off from playing the game by, you know, kind of being exposed to that extremely creative and uh, engineering minded side of the fandom is that I'm most excited about the depths as soon as I found out they existed, I was like, this is my part of the game. Yeah, they're, they're, you know? they're a lot of, they're a lot of fun. Like The only thing that's going to make me leave the depths is needing to get more hearts to explore more of the depths without dying. Like, I love that they just took Dark Souls and put it in Zelda. <laughs> that's yeah, so great uh, for it's, me. It's a really fun part of the game without spoiling anything. It's just fun to to go around in the dark and throw your mm-hmm. throw your bright blooms around and, <laughs> right. and lighten up the place bit by bit. It's they, they've they've come upon something very um, enticing and addictive. Just exploring yeah. the dark and, and throwing little bits of light everywhere. Yeah, that I'm I'm fun. super ready for that part of the game. I think that's going to be a lot of fun for me. And I mean, you can you can go. I mean, what's great is. Uh, and we've talked about this for the past, I don't know how many episodes, but uh, you can kind of do whatever you want. And that's basically what I've been yeah. kind of doing with it. I've just been, I've just been finding shrines. I have, I have 121 shrines now and I have like wow. 27 hearts, I think. So I'm just like <laughs> uh, in like three wheels of, uh, in, of endurance or whatever the fuck. Uh, so oh. I'm, my, my big plan is, uh, is basically get all the shrines and get all the roots that are in the, in the depths and then beat the game. That's, that's my, that's sure. my plan. I find it interesting because you, you and I are tied for hours. We're both at 135 hours right now. I just checked wow. that today. Wow! And I'm I'm much further behind. <laughs> but I, but it's like, what are you doing? I mean, it, that's the thing is, you can do whatever you want. Well, you can like play just, uh, your yeah. own way. Yeah. I, I've cho- I've chosen to play it. Um, I've chosen to play it as as like I'm I'm kind of letting the game lead me to where I should go next, sure. versus just going wherever I want to go. Or you know, I'm not setting out on trying to beat as many shrines as I can. I'm I'm trying to let the let the game lead me, and I'm mm. also trying to uh, like carefully uh, like take it all in. Like, I'm I'm leaning yeah. on 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 the on the camera. There's a camera in the game where you can take photos of everything, and and it'll right. log it into your compendium and. Mm-hmm. And I'm stopping every time I see something new. I'm whipping out the camera and taking a picture and putting it in the compendium. So I think I, my compendium I, I, I probably sixty-five to seventy percent complete at this point. I think I mean, that, nice. that's a mission. Oh, that's a mission wow. in the game. So yeah, you because I because you get once you get past like uh, the Hatino lab stuff or whatever. Yeah, there is a thing where right. it's like they where you do have to complete the whole compendium. That's its own like side mission. So so once I got there, it's like oh man, I only have like two monsters that i took pictures of maybe you know like i had nothing yeah. in my compendium but yeah so we're playing it in a different in, in different ways and, and you know maybe i'm maybe i'm making progress in some way that you know is not a sure. not apparent to me yet because I, I you know i, I haven't gotten the reward whatever for doing the compendium and taking it slow but uh yeah i, I think um it's just a fascinating game that way you can take it at your own pace play it your own way that's true even though i do uh 
I think I mentioned it on our, I'm sure I mentioned it on our Patreon where we talked about our ranking of all the Zelda games, but I, I do really miss, I miss the more traditional Zelda like structure. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. like, yeah, sure. Breath of the Wild was cool. It broke, it broke the formula, yeah. you know, Tears of the Kingdom made it into Zelda Minecraft or whatever. I just miss, I miss the stuff that's more like, that's a little bit more linear, I guess, or, linear. or, or yeah. I guess where the mm-hmm. story was a, a lot, a lot of stuff for me, like when I, make it through like something as long as like Xenoblade Chronicles or whatever. It's the story that pulls me through it. It's like the, yeah, like I'm sure you played, you played three, right? Daniel, I remember you playing Xenoblade or being on for Xenoblade one, right? Did you ever get to play three? Uh, I never got to three because I never beat two and I feel like I need to beat two to get to three. Don't worry about two. Uh, no, uh, but three, (laughs) three was, three was so good. Like three just had like these incredible storylines for all of the side missions and all the characters. And I kept coming back to it because I I kept going back to it because how much I love the characters and the development, the story and all that. And tears of the kingdom just doesn't have that for me. Yeah. I don't give a shit about CC and Reed or whoever the fuck else is in this game. Like I really Mm -hmm. don't care. I'm just looking for interesting shrines. Like I don't think, I don't think the stories are that interesting. Like the, I guess the flashbacks with Zelda and, and Raru or whatever his name is, are kind of cool, but right. it, yeah. do, it did not like have me as invested as I was in Xenoblade. Like no way. I, th- I yeah. think, I think the opposite. I think I like the story a lot. I mean, I, I haven't played Xenoblade, so I'm not comparing it to that, but I think yeah. I like the story a whole lot in this game. I think the, the, um, not only the, the flashbacks, um, or I, I, would, I think are telling an interesting story so far from where it's going, but the environmental storytelling, which is a term I like to use frequently on this podcast, just the fact that, that you walk around and, and you're experiencing this, you know, oncoming uh, doom with all these different people who have their own, uh, their own take on it. And, um, I just ran across um, a side story with, for instance, uh, uh, one of the, one of the characters is a, a in a band and he's a flute player oh yeah I, that, that was one i wanted to do too that was a nice moment did. wasn't that yeah well that, like, that's how you get that's how you get the great fairies is you have to put the band together yeah, because the band back together because yeah. they have to play a certain instrument for each great fairy for them to open their flower oh, thing or that's, whatever that's, to, that, that is cute to yeah. give your to give you to get your armor better so i've done two yeah, of those. and one of them is uh, a flute player and and he doesn't he doesn't want to leave to go back to join the band until he fulfills a promise to a friend and the way that he fills that promise is just like a nice little almost studio ghibli moment and all that like that was really sweet you know uh so i'm in, i'm enjoying the story and i'm just enjoying the whole game there's uh, i think it's superior to breath of the wild as as crazy as that still sounds to say <laughs> um I'm, I'm with you on that it's definitely better yeah. than breath of the wild like, yeah I, i'm not no, saying the funny. breath of the wild is better i'm just saying i kind of miss the more the, the stories of the older yeah. games I uh, I actually only beat Breath of the Wild recently. Like I beat it like three weeks or a month ago. Mm. And that's because I got it, you know, years ago, like not when it launched, but, you know, years ago. And mm. uh, I booted it up and I got to like Kakariko Village and then I just stopped playing because <laughs> it wasn't, you know, even though I do think that Breath of the Wild really feels like a Zelda game. You know, like, uh, I don't think it's such a departure that, you know, you're, you're sitting there going like, this isn't Zelda. There is an extent to which, you know, you're, you're used in, in, uh, previous Zelda games to the game unfolding in a certain way and having a certain structure and breath of the wild very much does not have that structure. And I just felt a little lost. I was like, man, I've got this whole 
big world to explore, but there aren't like six dungeons where I have to get six emblems and then I pull the master sword out and I fight Ganon. Like what's, what's going on? Yeah. And I, I, I just, my file just languished for years. <laughs> um, and it, it, it really required me to come, completely change my mindset in order to go back. And I did wind up having a really good time and enjoying myself. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a longtime Zelda fan and a part of my soul definitely pines for a more traditional Zelda adventure. And I hope that even though I really loved breath of the wild, even though I'm really looking forward to tears of the kingdom, I do hope that, you know, we get to have kind of more traditional Zelda games in the future that don't just feel like little retro throwbacks that were done by the B team, you know, there's room for that. I, so that's those stuff. If you listen to, I, I um, want that too. Kitten, listen to the kitten Krista podcast, like two weeks ago, they mentioned um, how when they were at Nintendo, there was still love for 2d Zelda and there's, they're still trying to make 2d Zelda a priority. So I, there, there must be something they're working on still. I, I think, so. I think the four of us need to collectively figure out which big indie developer has been really quiet for the last three years. <laughs> um, uh, because I, I have, I have this, I have this gut feeling that Nintendo has like grabbed someone to make mm-hmm. a, a new top down Zelda game. Right. Yeah. It's sort of like the, the equivalent of like Mercury steam making a it's, new Metroid game. That kind exactly. Of game. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think oh, no, they hap- gave it to Konami like they did Metroid. Konami's been silent for so long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're doing Zelda, other Z. Yeah. <laughs> other Z. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, go going back to like missing traditional Zelda. One one of my top three Zelda games uh is still Skyward Sword. Um oh. and I and that that kind like even saying that out loud that does feel like kind of an insane take and I acknowledge that. But uh, a lot of that is is Skyloft, right? The way they implemented the the hub worlds in in the Sky Islands, right? Because I think I think Skyward Sword does better than almost any other Zelda game kind of this this setting that feels like lived in and that feel like every every character on Skyloft is a character that you get really attached to is a character that you really care about every character on that island has like an arc that you can contribute to and like further along and and like Skyloft felt like home you know it was it was like a really it was a really cozy place you could keep coming back to between dungeons and keep like advancing the personal stories of and interesting characters and like breath of the wild does that to an extent uh tears of the kingdom does that to an extent but all these characters that you should be invested in are spread out all over the world and it's so easy to like lose track of all these people Mm -hmm. um and obviously their stories are are much less in depth because because obviously there's hundreds of these people uh with with like with like single side quests and not like and not like game spanning arcs right um and i yeah i really i really miss Zelda games that do that, that, that make that their focus, that make that their priority. Almost. I, I would love, I would love to see another Zelda game that felt that personal again. Um, Breath and tears feel like really wide open and like, you know, the world is your oyster and that's really cool. That's a really cool angle for Zelda, but I, I want, I, I do miss the Zeldas that pair that back a bit and like, and let you, 
and let you kind of wallow mm-hmm. in like a much smaller scope, you know? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. The way that Majora's Mask did. Yeah. Should, yes. Yeah. 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 They, they should go forward with, with both in mind. Like don't forget the smaller scope Zelda's do both. Yes. Yeah. Do both. I, I, I don't want them to forget tears of the kingdom. They even said as much that, that, that <laughs> they will never forget direction. tears. Yeah. No, no, that's good. <laughs> that's going to be the way going forward, but they should also do the smaller scale ones at the same yeah. time. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. I, I know they said they do another, but I don't want it to be. I think it should be different. Like whatever their next thing is after this. Like if you do the same map again, yeah. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a little mad. No, I don't want the same map. High rule again. Yeah, but even. Yeah. But I want it to. There's something above the sky. Now you go. To <laughs> yeah, space. No, I, was, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, you can. You can go to heaven and hell. Yeah, at like at like five. Di- there's five dimensions now. It's like, come on, dude. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it'd be like a Super Paper Mario all over again. If you, if you do that in that game. Uh, no, it's like a yeah. I'd, I'd like uh, sure, like keep it like somewhat open ended, but but like bring it. You know, bring some like bring back. I know it's like we all wanted real dungeons, and now we have these temples that are all the same. Really, they're not really that exciting in this game. But can we get something like Twilight Princess, where we thought it was somebody's house, and then it became a temple? Like that was like they did some really <laughs> genius stuff and. Sky and Skyward Sword too, you know, like I same thing. I thought Skyloft was incredibly incredibly interesting, cool. and the characters were really interesting and all that stuff. I gotta say, I think the caves have provided that element of surprise for me. Like some of the, the caves are are a little bit like that. Sometimes you go into a cave and you're those a little bit, whatever. Then it gets like bigger and bigger, and it's mm. gigantic. And some of the caves are kind of even special and a little bit more themed as well. I've I've enjoyed those, you know. I've also really enjoyed the fact that they did not give anything of this game away and that those surprises can be mm-hmm. left to us. Like every time you you come across something new, it, 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 not every time, but a lot of times it flashes. the word flashes on the screen, discovery, discovery, discovery. <laughs> and that just gets back to the root of what Zelda is all about. Zelda is all about mm-hmm. discovery. They, mm-hmm. they thought that through even to the marketing to where they just decided, you know, this time we're not going to say anything. We're just going to let them discover everything for themselves. And then we're going to make $10 billion in the first three days. <laughs> right. I think, yeah. I was like, they probably made more than that. In Zelda, in Zelda Switch 3, Link can go so high up that he crawls out of your TV and into your house. Whoa. Oh, God. It's an AR game. It's Ringu. It's Ringu. Niantic. It's the Ringu sequel. They're coming to get you. Coming out of your TV to kill you with his hair over his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there? Uh, I mean, what is what if what have you done on here, John? Like, what is what are your big big discoveries for the week? Yeah. I- so uh, this week, so I'll start. I'll start with uh, with a, a, a negative note. One one rant that I went on on, on Slack uh, was that I've been again working on the compendium, filling that out and being dutiful about that. And along with the compendium, there's the album. There's the compendium, the compendium, and then the then the photo album. Your photo album is like your sort of photos that you just took that are sort of on deck and the compendium is the ones that are the special photos of certain animals and whatnot they get logged logged away permanently you can have like 500 of those you get 64 of the of the photo albums and so every 64 shots that you take you have to delete it and start over because you only got so much space now that said i go to the dye shop and the dye guy tells me that oh i want to i want a photo of this for reference uh, but it was a it was a choo choo. I was like, oh, I've got a choo choo. Definitely, I've got it in the compendium. Uh, oh, but doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, that's dumb. So I had to go back and find a choo choo, <laughs> and which I've already taken a picture of, like you know, about 120 hours ago. 
right yeah and do it again i give it to him again all right cool that's cool just one time no no big deal then he gives me a whole list of all these other things that i have to give photos (laughs) of of the day i've got them all the compendium none of them in the album yeah that's that's why can't i give him the compendium the uh, everything that i've Mm -hmm. really like that that felt like a big letdown to me like real nice i've been working to to take this seriously the whole time throughout the game and I can't just give you the photos that I already have. Come on. I'm, I'm yeah. straight up not doing that quest. I don't care. You can take your <laughs> kites or whatever you want to give me and, <laughs> and just send them off a cliff. Sure. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's dumb. I, I thought it was really stupid that you could only save like 64 pictures or something like that, but you're supposed yeah, to have yeah. a compendium of everything, even down to like yeah. all the items that you have. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, why can't you just, why can't those be the same? Like, why can't the compendium and how many pictures you have be the same thing? And you can hold like an yeah. infinite amount of pictures because you're right. cataloging all this stuff. I mean, it's like, it's like a Pokedex yeah. pretty much, right? Yeah. Like, and how, how am I supposed to have space to do that and take pictures of all the recipes on the walls? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Most yeah. of mine are recipe or recipe wall stuff. I had to go like, yeah. all right, I made that one, made that. All right. <laughs> that one's easy enough to remember. All right. We can delete that yeah. one. Like I had to go through there and delete a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But on the positive side, I did fill my stamina meter and then nice. uh, it's four, yeah, it's four rings, right? Is the, is how much you do Four right? Four rings around it is, is the ultimate four, three, stamina. I don't, I don't remember, that's, that's what I read online. I don't know if that's the truth. Okay. Yeah. They told me I couldn't, couldn't have any more. So uh, <laughs> however many I got, I got it. I got all of it. Um, and then I John. went, that's it. No more stamina. <laughs> but I need it. I need the stamina. <laughs> Give me the green stuff. <laughs> I went to, um, so, so far I've, I've completed two dungeons and I decided to finally try and venture into another one. And I went to Zora's domain. So I got all the way up into the sky and I'm, I'm in, I don't know if I'm in the dungeon yet or if I'm on the path to the dungeon, but I'm up there in the sky with uh, Sidon. And then when I was up there, I realized, you know, I, I could probably get my Zora armor up, up a little bit more and, and this will be a little bit a little bit easier. So I went down to go find the Great Fairy. And along the way of finding the Great Fairy, I accidentally like somebody somebody said, Oh, that 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 the guy with the flute, because the guy with the flute ties into finding the great other great fairy. Right. The guy with the flute is over here near the Gerudo region. And so I was like, Oh, I didn't really want to go into the Gerudo region yet because i'm doing the zora thing right now but Mm -hmm. but i could improve my zora armor if i find this fairy okay fine so i'll fly into the gerudo region and find the fairy come right back well i accidentally flew into the next story mission and started (laughs) the next started the next story i'm like no wait no no i don't don't want to do the gerudo thing yet so i saw part of that and uh flew right back out and it just felt like well i know you're in the middle of this giant battle right now that i said i'd (laughs) promise i'd help you with but you you can hold off on that right now because i'm actually seeing somebody else up in the sky at the moment and uh, (laughs) right right. so i'll see you in a couple weeks so that's that's what that's where i'm at right now sure and i also intend to go to the lost woods so i try i tried to i'm not going to give any spoilers about that tried to go into the lost woods and found that i wasn't strong enough yet which was another thing that inspired me to go get get the great fairies and and improve my armor first. Did you, so you so you made it into the Lost Woods then, right? I made it into the Lost okay. Woods. And you I'm understand. Not strong, I'm not strong enough. And yet. you figured so out I, that you need to do a thing in there that might yeah. be difficult. So you went and saw the thing that you have to kill yes. or whatever. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm not strong enough yet to do that. But I've gotten a couple more hearts. And um, I think I, I've improved my armor. Maybe I'm strong enough now. So I think that's my next step. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's a that. Yeah, that whole part. Um, 
Yeah, I found that by accident. I mentioned it last week. I found I found the the whatever the forest by accident, and then I went down there and mm-hmm. killed the thing that you need to do to do the next thing. And yeah, it helps kind of further the story around along and all that. Which is pretty I cool. also got to mention my name. My name was uh, I bear a butt because there's a, an area in the game called it's spelled this way I B A R R A B U T T E. That's I bear a butt. <laughs> sure, it's got to be a joke, right? I'm sure it's supposed to be I I bear a butte. You're right. I bear a butt though, like. Yeah, 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 but it's it's called I bear a butt. Don't it? Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Don't we all? We have to for the yeah. shower or whatever. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you have to bear a butt when we get cleaned or whatever. Uh, yeah, um, there was a there was something really. I I it's kind of minor spoiler. You know, like how you know, like how every time you go to Raru's blessing and it's like, all yeah. right, I, all right, I already did the thing. It's I'll just walk through and I'll get the thing. I got to one that actually wasn't like that. Like it, you got there and it says Raru's blessing. And then I go and I get the treasure. And then as I go towards the gate, it all just like separates. And then it like flips it like vertically. Oh, <laughs> and it's like, cool. fuck you. And then you have to figure out how to do it. And that was really cool. <laughs> That's cool. Like I, I didn't, I'm not going to tell you how to do it, but it's basically by Nintendo logic. It's like, all right, well, what did they give you in the treasure? And what is around the treasure? That's how I figured it right, out. Like, sure. look at the things that they give you within it because every, Every shrine has everything you need to beat the shrine in it. So that's basically what I did. And I figured it out eventually, but it was really cool that it just like, they just like, they got me there because all of them have been the same, but that one wasn't. Yeah. They're like, oh, nope, this Play one's different. Expectations. Yeah, it's like, nope. That's this- almost like the opposite of the experience in Breath of the Wild when like there's this shrine where like you have to go through a massive gauntlet of guardians that are all shooting at you and you're just like frantically running through. Then I got to the shrine. I'm like, oh God, now I got to do a shrine after I did all that. And you go in and the shrine is like, look, getting here was enough. Yeah. Here's your orb. <laughs> you know, it's like the <laughs> it's like the inverse of that experience from the first game. And that's and there's a lot of them like that in this one. Like they call them Raru's Blessing. Yeah. Where you basically just come yeah. in and you get the thing because the journey right. there was whatever it was worth it. Yeah. But this one and the journey was was hard there. But when you got there, it's like, nope, nope, not this time. We got to <laughs> You got to do more shit. And, I, and I, mm-hmm. that was really cool because it caught me off guard. <laughs> so I was like, hey, for that. But uh, I mean, you know, I haven't. I, I've just been looking for shrines mostly. I figured out how to farm. Uh, you can you can farm at the at the uh, at the school in Hatino Village. Uh, you have to like go through all the different school lessons, but you'll learn how to farm like actual farm mm. things where you put vegetables in the ground and grow them, which is cool. Oh, that's cool. I, I heard that you could farm in your house, but I haven't figured out how to do that. If anybody knows how to do that, let us know. I couldn't figure out hmm. how to do it. But apparently, you can. But yeah, we we can we can figure it out. Um, sure. But uh, let's see what what else. Um, Hardy radishes are in the sky. I just want to say that Jeremy isn't here, but last time he's like, I found the hardy radishes on the ground. I'm like, I never found them. That's because they're in the sky islands and I still haven't found them. Uh, That's why I didn't hmm. find them. I found one up there. Yeah. Uh, I found all the dragon's tears, which gives you an, an uh, it gives you a cutscene that shows you where the next dragon tear is. And that's like a huge, like, what the fuck? But I already knew this sort of plot moment. Yeah. Like once they real once they mentioned that it was an option earlier in the game, I was like, "That's going to happen." And then it tell it shows you that that's what happened. Okay. I'm not going to okay. say what it is, but you'll you know you'll, sure. you'll find it. Sure. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, I found a Lionel finally, but it was really yeah. easy because uh. I think it was the first Lionel, and I, I beat him. And his honestly, his Lionel stuff was kind of shitty. Like it wasn't compared to the things <laughs> I already had. Like the Lionel, no. the Lionel blade was like a plus fifteen or something, and I already have like okay. plus fifties. So I'm like, eh. Ah. Not, not that cool. So it was kind of a little bit of a letdown, but I mean, I've seen, I guess I've seen Lionel's in the, in the depths. 
but I didn't try fighting them. But I actually beat one finally. Sure. You know, nice. I kind of just landed. It basically what I've been doing is uh, you, you get to a point where you get the hero's path where it'll show you everywhere that you win on the map, and I've just been going to all the places on the map that I didn't go to, and it's been a hundred percent every time. I always find a shrine there if I go to a place that I haven't been to. My little shrine mm-hmm. thing kicks on and starts beeping, and then I'll find another shrine. <laughs> so that's how I've been trying to find all of the shrines. And I did the math. So I have 121 shrines now. So I have 110 on the ground, and I have 11 that I got in the sky because I went and I counted all of them. Because there's 32 okay. in the sky, and there's 120 on the ground. And also the the depths, uh, the depths, the 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 uh, the roots that are in the depths, and the shrines that are on the ground are connected. I'm pretty right, sure. Okay. So I think there's 120 roots in the depths, and there's 120 shrines above that. I haven't found any that aren't connected. Hmm. So it is so keep that in your keep that, that in your mind when you're going through and trying to find them all. Huh. It is so wild that they tripled the size of Breath of the Wild. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, uh, like I know they did. Like it's apparent that they did. But just considering that Breath of the Wild was already such a massive game, and now they're like, here is an area underground that's as large as the first area, and you can also go into the sky and there's all this stuff up there. I mean, boy, what that that is a that must be just a level of like optimization that you know uh, would be amazing if it could be in like an Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, they said uh, that it couldn't get any bigger than Breath of the Wild. Nintendo said, right. "Hold my lawn lawn milk." <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, exactly. Times three, and and the fact that that game is like thirteen gigabytes. You know, yeah, like yeah, absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, it looks great too. I, th- I think it, I think it looks nice. Mm-hmm. And and speaking, yeah, when we were talking, we were talking earlier about that weird animation. There's only been like one time that I've seen it. There was one time where this like cloth flag there was a couple of them next to each other and one like in the distance yeah. was doing that weird 10 frames right. per second animation but that's all but sure. aside from that everything's looked really good there good but uh yeah is there anything else you wanted to say about uh zelda anybody i'm excited to pick it up i'll uh yeah i i'm, I'm really excited to dig in and to uh see how much i wind up gelling with it I hope you I hope you enjoy it and don't and you know it's I feel it's just like it's just like playing Minecraft or Dragon Quest Builders or whatever. I know a lot of people get crazy and, and make like giant enterprises right. or whatever, but fuck them. <laughs> don't worry about that. Just play the game however you want to play it. Don't don't let it like, you know, make you feel like you're yeah. lesser of a player or anything like that. Oh, oh, I intend to. Yeah. <laughs> the depths here I come. Yeah, the depths yeah. are great. No, I, 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 I hear that sentiment and I fully agree with it. It's just like, there's, there's some days where like, you know, where some parts of my brain just aren't hearing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I think we can wrap it up in a minute. I just wanted to say it because it was my uh, middle name earlier. We've been just, we've been following the AEW Fight Forever uh, game release for however long. Uh, it's a wrestling game. It's coming out on the 29th uh, now finally for switch and ps4 and 5 and everything else it it finally became available on the on the eShop this week and i pre-ordered the elite version that's why i said that i am elite which whenever I they bring see. a new wrestler to the all elite all elite wrestling they say this person is elite like whenever they announce that somebody has joined the uh, wrestling federation okay. oh, that's cool. why that's i said fun. that but there gotcha. there's so there's an elite version so the regular version is $60 but the elite version is $80 but it's on sale right now for seventy. So I so I pre-ordered it for seventy bucks, like like Zelda was nice. seventy bucks as well. But I'm super excited about it. Obviously, it's really weird that there's day one DLC on the game. Like that kind of that kind of blew me away. And it's yeah. like and it's wrestlers. Like some of them are very popular wrestlers. Like I wrote down all the levels. Like FTRs, like they're like the tag team champions right now. They're super popular. Like I was really surprised that they were DLC and they weren't in the regular hmm. game. Mm-hmm. 
or like or Dan Housen is like a very popular wrestler that's DLC as well, which I thought was like really strange that's on there. But regardless, I went for I went for that version. Also, there's a there's a pre-order bonus where you can get Matt Hardy, and you can get two different versions of Matt Hardy. You can get regular Matt Hardy, and you get broken Matt Hardy, <laughs> which is funny. I don't know if you whatever. He had different versions of himself. I oh, sure. I, I know enough about wrestling. If you remember the Hardy Boys from yeah. uh, WWE yeah, yeah. in the nineties, yeah. Right, right. But I've been uh, now now that they have the release date. There's been a bunch of stuff. Uh, there's been a lot of videos out there of people playing the game, which is really cool. So I've actually been able huh. to watch a lot of footage of of matches and i know you guys are kind of into fighting games and i think the the wrestling game kind of fits in there right it's sort of a fighting game because you're still controlling the world or whatever i know uh they pop up in the mystery tournament every now and again they they do yeah and it's funny like i yeah i i haven't really played that many wrestling games and like wrestle like pro wrestling is is something i've admired from a distance but never really like sunk my teeth into um partially just because like it feels it feels almost like comic books, right? Where like mm-hmm. if you didn't get in at a certain point, like <laughs> good good luck, buddy. Good luck like finding a good entry point in the lore of all these matches and stuff. And it's funny that like AEW was the closest I got to like getting into wrestling mm-hmm. because like oh hey fresh start like like a reboot of all this wrestling lore like if i if i start now it's like right. it's like a fresh starting point and i can kind of follow along these storylines without being lost and then a i waited too long to do that and now AEW is like is a big thing yeah is has has a whole bunch of lore and b like AEW started started buying the rights to all these WWE fighters and yeah. and fighters from these Japanese leagues and they're bringing their own baggage into this setting <laughs> so like now it's now it's still like comic books sure um yeah i mean well AEW is actually a spin-off of uh New Japan Pro Wrestling so it was already like right. within that it sure, was already yeah. bringing stuff from Japanese wrestling and whatnot um and i think another hard thing to get into wrestling is you have to have cable and if you don't have cable how yeah. the fuck do you stay up on it? I, I have digital yeah, yeah. cable that I pay for to watch it, but it's it's stupid. Like you know, I pay like fifty <laughs> bucks a month for it or whatever just to watch wrestling. But it you know whatever. That's about the only way yeah, you can do it. So it's kind of hard to do. There there was rumors that they made a deal with HBO Max or Max or whatever it's called that they were going to have oh, AW yeah. play through that. And if it does that, hopefully though, then more people will be able to jump on it. But yeah, what what I what I tell yeah. is like the same as like with comics. If you want to get into it, just watch it after a pay per view. Whenever a pay per view happens, start watching it after then because that's like the new phase. It's like the new phase of Marvel or whatever. They build mm-hmm. up their Avengers as the pay per view, and then after that, they start new stories that go to the next pay per view. So if you want to try to like jump into it, just try to jump in after a after a pay per view, and then it'll kind of build up mm. from there but mm. but if you're at all interested in the game what you'll think is really cool is the game has a, a single player career mode where you go through ah. like the origin of AEW and you will see the beginning of it from the very start so you will Ooh, get oh, your cool. comic book feeling of starting from issue one so okay. and, and they're actually incorporating uh, full motion videos in there of actual footage from ah. AEW events and all that which I'm very that's excited cool. about I think that's it looks incredible right, actually cool. I, yeah. I dig that that's cool it's, it kind of reminds me of that uh, Atari 50th anniversary collection, kind of, you know, like where it's like like what John and Jeremy a three were, were saying company, about it. <laughs> AEW, yeah. 30, three year, third anniversary. They're yeah. like four years. I mean, they started in 2019, but still like, right. 
but I think it's an awesome, like I'm, I think it's a great idea. Like to, yeah, where you can yeah. pick, pick whatever wrestler you want to be, or you can create your own wrestler as well and put yourself in there and mm. you will go through the creation of AEW and how they came from new Japan pro wrestling to what oh, they nice. are now and how they, it, you know, going up against WWE, I'm sure WWE won't be in there, but Sweet. still like it's, yeah. I'm very excited yeah. about it. Nice. Popeye rides again. Yeah. And you can make <laughs> Popeye again if you want. I, I don't know if you can do, I don't know anything about the creator wrestler. They said it was in there, but I haven't done. seen any footage yeah. of it yet, yeah. but they do, they stream it every Wednesday at 11 o'clock. I actually woke up today to watch it and their stream <laughs> was broken and they didn't, and all they did was show, Aww. show trailers that they had cause they're at a hotel Wi-Fi or whatever, but they, uh, uh sting Brody Lee and, uh, Abaddon were all shown on there. I think they, I already knew they were in there, but. Whatever, but the cool thing about getting the elite version is that I get I get to play it a day early, so I get to play it on the twenty twenty oh, eighth nice. instead of the 29th. So nice. hopefully it'll come out like Tuesday night, and when that day comes, <laughs> we will have early coverage of it on the twenty eighth. So I'm, nice. I'm I'm very excited about that. That's my big. I've talked about it. it's my big. It's my other game of the year next to sure. Tears of the Kingdom because I've been waiting. I started watching AEW when it started. So I've been waiting for AEW game forever, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah. and finally I get to fucking punch CM Punk in the face or whatever <laughs> in the game. You know? Nice. Cool. <laughs> so, like I, 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 I hope it's, it's I hope it's everything you dreamed. Yeah. I mean, exactly. it's supposed to pull from the original 64 stuff and all that. And the footage I've cool. seen is great. I watched a video where you can you can pull a skateboard out from under the under the ring and you can skate like through through you can skateboard <laughs> on it and you can do moves and you can like jump wow. into the guy and hit him with your skateboard. It's it looks like a shit ton of fun. Like I'm I'm nice. very very excited about it. Nice. But yeah, that's that's that. Um yeah, there were there were different versions with characters in there. But I think um I think sure. we, I think we can call this an episode. Yeah, yeah, cool. man. Is there anything anybody else wanted to say on here before we before we wrap it up? Uh, thanks for having us on. Uh, much appreciated. It's always fun to come on Nintendo Main and to make your episodes run extremely long by going <laughs> off topic. Yeah, I, I thought we had I thought we did great stuff. Oh yeah, and and, and don't and let everybody know uh, once again where to find you on Patreon, uh, streaming, YouTube, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, patreoncom boop group where you can. Uh, check out Beep Boop Soup for a dollar. For five dollars, you can uh, get access to our Discord and also uh, get like bonus content, like deleted scenes, that kind of thing. Uh, Twitch.tv slash T H O R E S Z. Um, I stream on Monday nights, Friday nights, and Saturday nights. And actually, uh, I next. Next Friday, I will be doing a stream where I figure out what I'm streaming for the rest of the year. I'll be taking viewer input. I will have polls that will help decide what my next full playthrough of like a big long game is going to be. So if you want input on that, if you want uh, if you want to tell me uh, to play Warrior World or whatever, then uh, then, you know, <laughs> come on, come on down. And uh, the VODs for that are on YouTube.com slash Resi and uh yeah. and and Sean is intermittently uh involved with all of those things on at different levels. <laughs> nice. I, I pop in, you know, yeah. I, I'm I'm like a jump scare every now and again. <laughs> yeah, you never know expecting guy. I go, ah hey, I'm here. I'm I'm, I'm fighting <laughs> games or whatever. But uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like the old it's like the old 60s Batman intro, you know, where like sometimes <laughs> Batwoman would be there in that intro and you'd right, be like, Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. this is gonna be a good one. <laughs> yeah, Sean, Sean's Sean's yeah. my Batwoman. Yeah. It's like, oh there wait, no, go. Sean is here. This is gonna be a good episode, right? <laughs> or, or a good video, whatever. You, yeah. You you've always said that about me, Daniel. You've always said Sean's my Batwoman, and I just am so appreciative of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Always. <laughs> 
Nice. And and if you want to find uh, if you want to find extra stuff from us, uh, patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast is where you can find it. And for just a dollar, you can hear all of our bonus episodes. We just put up our our Zelda ranking, our ultimate Zelda game ranking, where we go through the 18 Zelda games that I consider to be mainline, and we go by Ooh. we go by the popularity. So we go by like how many they sold in order, and then we say our where we would put it in our top whatever, and then we bring it all together in one list. And I think it's pretty good. We had a lot of ties at the end there, but I thought we had a pretty oh. decent list in the end. And another cool thing is, uh, we have now there's a trial. Now you can get a seven day trial. For the for the for the five dollar level, and that's where you can watch the videos that with the early videos that we do, and you can listen to the WART radio, which is where I put together a playlist of all the music that is all in all of the episodes for that month, and I put it into one thing. You can check all that out for seven for seven days for nothing, you know, and huh. just see what's on there. So yeah, check out the the seven day trial on Patreon and all that stuff. And also, yeah, I have twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. I stream on Monday nights just. That's like the only day I do it, but I've been doing I've been doing this countdown to AEW Fight Forever. So I'm I'm gonna play a different mm. wrestling game every week until AEW comes out. So oh fun! I just played Legends of Wrestling two on GameCube, which was pretty fun. I did career mode with Eddie Guerrero and got a belt and some other shit. It was fun enough. I nice. think I'm gonna do the ECW sixty four game next because it, I was a huge ECW guy in, in high school and college and. I didn't play much of that game, so but I have it, so I think that's my next thing. But yeah, I'll keep playing oh. one every week until AEW comes out, and I'll probably just stream that until I get bored of it, which may, ne- may never happen. Who knows? <laughs> uh, you, you can also find us at youtube.com slash Podcast. Uh, you can find uh, Jeremy at jmaxstack on Twitter and myself at Nintendo underscore domain. And um, thanks, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. On Twitter. And our special guests. Daniel Forrest. And Sean. Thank you so much for joining us, and thanks everybody for listening. We will see you next time. See you next time. Well, I won't. They will. Well, yeah. (laughs) See those guys next time. See ya. See ya. I'm just going to run to the restroom and play some... uh...
some Street Fighter music in the background here. So I'll, nice. I'll be right back. All right. Yeah, you're gonna say well. you're gonna run to the restroom and play Street Fighter for like you just need <laughs> yeah. to play Street Fighter break for a minute. <laughs> I gotta get my five minutes in. <laughs> I, play, I play right here. I play it on my phone. Oh, that's ah. good. You could actually do that. I could. Yeah. I'm not gonna. But uh, <laughs> right. 